episode 211 of the PS Nation podcast. All three of us with you again this week. That's right, Joel's back with a wholly new built computer, new hard drive, OS, and everything else. So hopefully it'll not crash at least for a half an hour. How's it going, Thanks for the jinx. No, you jinxed it before I did. You jinxed it before we even started recording. No, I would never do such things. Everything's working great. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, Mr. P- Pissing and Moaning, because we're going late tonight, Josh Langford. Yeah, Pissing and Moaning. Pissing and Moaning. That's right. <laughs> I'm not done with Just Cause 2 yet. How'd you like the email we got the other day of someone that said he got through Just Cause 2 in, like, what was what did he say, 30 hours? <laughs> yeah. Platinum oh. did it in 30 hours, he said. He obviously didn't uh, play it correctly. Yeah, he's playing it wrong. He's not doing it the Josh way. That must be it. <laughs> you can certainly, hey, you can certainly platinum very quickly, but uh, you're not getting the full experience. Uh huh. All right. <laughs> Except one part of the platinum is making sure that you use every single vehicle in the game, and yeah, not getting that the whole experience. That hard. No. What are you talking that about? Actually, Do you even have that yet? Yes, I have every. You said you trophy. didn't have it like three weeks ago because there's like no. two or three I don't have. No, I said that like three months ago. It seems like three weeks with you, really. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, besides all this crap, we're going to be talking about some new releases this week. Uh, we just did our interview with Mr. Mel Kirk. Yes, that's right. I called him Mr. from uh, Zen Studios talking about the Sorcerer's Lair table for Zen Pubmall coming in a couple weeks and also a bunch of other stuff. Uh, we, we really went off on the tangents with him. Which is all right. A uh, bunch of news, what we're playing, review of Hardcore Uprising, a review of Fish Tank, a mini's title, uh, and some emails, and we'll get the hell out of here. So, Joel, not on the phone this week. Tell us about the new releases, sir. All right. Big week next week. Holy shitballs. Yeah, everybody's going to be broke after next week. Damn. And playing lots of games. So, for starters, and we've got some news later on about this, uh, Portal 2. Hits next week, and uh, from what we're hearing, the PS3 wow. version may be the, the version to buy, but we'll talk a little bit more on that in the news section. Yeah, yeah. So you guys anxious for Portal 2? Excited? Don't care? Yeah. Uh, uh, I beat the first one. I've never been... I've always been the one saying I don't really think the writing was that funny, and uh, I think it's a neat game, but I thought it was kind of a neat aside. I- I'm just not that... I'm not that addicted to it like a lot of people are. I, I do want to play mm. Portal 2, though. I thoroughly loved the first one. But as much as I love the first one, I don't know that I'm going to jump right onto this because even though you get the the PC version free and all that other stuff, I don't know that I want to spend 60 bucks on a Portal game. Yeah, but you get the, the PC version, too. Yeah, well, I'm never going to play the PC version. You say I'll that get now, it, and that's great. No, I I downloaded the free Portal. That's I got Valve specifically to get Portal for free you mean when Steam? it was available, or Steam. Yeah, Valve, whatever. Steam. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing, it's big the first giant. taste is free. Sorry, we're gonna keep cutting each other off all night. This has been so far so good. <laughs> well, why, why don't why don't you buy the PS3 one and then sell the voucher for the PC version? Because yeah, I'm not sure there's a reason to hold that. on to it, but we're not going to spill the beans on the news just yet. <laughs> yeah. So shut up. Um, I'll keep it. <laughs> yes, sir. Know, that's great. I'll keep it, but I, I will likely never, ever play it. I, I have never opened up Steam 
after I downloaded that like, free version of Portal. Like so. that ever stopped you in the past? Well, yeah. But, you know, I'm I'm going to wait because it'll be cheap on Amazon at some point in the next couple of weeks. That's all right. I want to try the co-op out. So hopefully one of you two eventually gets it. I'm not buying it day one either, but the co-op looks really interesting in this game. Yeah, it's fully fleshed out, which is pretty cool. It's not just some add-on. It's a fully uh, complete portal game in co-op and in single player, and it's a different game in both. So pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, we've talked a few times over the last couple months just about how intense they could potentially make that cooperative campaign. And we'll find out in a little while on the news and how... (laughs) (laughs) Also coming out next week in three different tastes or different editions, Mortal Kombat. Oh, I'm so all over this. So you've got your... Got your Mortal Kombat regular just disc and game for sixty bucks. There's the collector's edition with a K. Real clever with a K there, people. Indeed. Collector's edition's a hundred bucks, comes with an art book, an action figure, and some DLC, which looks like uh, character costumes. And then of course the tournament edition, which I found out recently if you snoozed, you've lost basically, because at least for the PlayStation 3, those are all gone. Mm-hmm. Everybody's everybody's grabbed them already, so they're a limited number. 150 bucks gets you the game, some DLC, and that fight stick, which looks really nice. I should have bought that, because Is the fight stick... A- the, no, the buttons are in the Mortal Kombat configuration on the fight stick. Yeah, it's oh, a Mortal it. configuration. It's really... It looks like it's big, heavy-duty. It also opens up, not only to see the insides, but you can kind of put your cord in there, you can put your game in there. It's a nice little storage unit as well. Yep. Pretty, pretty slick, and it's big. Looks like the real deal. I can't wait to hear from people how it is, because obviously until you can try out the, the arcade sticks, it's, it's hard to say. But looks like it's going to be a really nice, hefty, sturdy stick. Well, I think that's a Mad Cat stick, so if is it? it is, I thought so. <clears throat> I'm not sure now. I thought it was. I mean, even if it's not, if I would almost assume that they would use half parts, so instead of... Uh, the stuff that, that Mad Cats uses just because that's the way the arcade ones always were. Yeah, I believe that's what I've read. I'm not very I'm not up on all the fight stick <clears throat> nomenclature, but I believe I've I've read that. Well, plus Hap is huge in Chicago and you know, they're an American company that American style buttons, which I actually kinda like. I you know, my my super gun has all hap parts on it and I've actually got one of the hap uh joysticks, the general ones, so uh or I, no, what do I have? I've got a I've got a joystick f- with hat parts on it, and fighting games half a blab. Well, no, but you know <laughs> that that was what I played on the arcades though, and I, I always get in these big arguments with like Scott and everybody because you know they're always like, oh, you got to get these with the smooth buttons and everything. And but I I grew up using the one you know the, the concave buttons that you have to slam down on, and you know the oversized teardrop joystick that doesn't have a gate. You know it's just circular and and i i just that's what i grew up with and uh i don't know so yeah, anyway. I, looking, I was trying to pick up i i should have jumped on this sooner but i decided well what the hell i'm picking up mortal because i'm really anxious to play some mortal Kombat. i've really been enjoying what i've played so far so i went for the tournament edition and couldn't find it anywhere and even on amazon it's unavailable you can wow. only buy the xbox 360 tournament edition at this point so apparently the ps3 is in high demand or at least the ps3 version huh. is already outsold well, probably, assuming probably they made the same 3D. quantities. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> could, could be. Uh, let's see here. It is 
Interestingly enough, the cabinet will use actual Suzo Hap parts, I was right, instead of imitations like the bulky Moss-style wooden case. See, I have a Moss stick. Uh, the cabinet allows for easy maintenance or part replacement, as well as a little storage for the game, etc., etc. Uh, memory foam for comfortable lap use, so it's actually got foam on the bottom. That's kind of cool. That's nice. Damn it. Now I want one. I know. It looks like... Fuck. And it's a good deal. 150 <laughs> gets you the game and the stick, and it's like a $90 stick. Not, you know, pretty good deal, because those... Tournament edition fight sticks from Capcom are like one fifty when they launched and are like one thirty now at the, the lower reduced price. So you're getting this stick for ninety bucks, really. You know what I could do because I think this might be that GameStop exclusive. Damn it! Uh, I can just check the crappy GameStop up by me because they never sell out of anything. Could be. So maybe, I checked my local GameStop and they were out of their pre-orders, but they they had a certain allotment. So you could uh, you could strike gold there, maybe. And then then I'll have the fat guy trying to sell me swag for half an hour. Want some swag? <laughs> I got some swag. <laughs> you want these halo earrings, yeah. sir? Would you like the strategy guide for that game you already beat? No. <laughs> Did you Fuck know off. you can pre-order Gears 3 and get in the beta? Yeah. The beta starts real soon. <laughs> Dude, I'm buying three PS3 games. Why do you think I care about Gears? <laughs> oh, but it's Gears. Everybody loves Gears. Hey. I think GameStop should give you the choice. Either you're going to read me your spiel, and no matter what, I'll have to listen to it, or how about you just hand over a piece of paper, and I'll read the fucking thing myself. How's that? Because <laughs> I need kindling. <laughs> and while I'm reading that, you can go grab that big box that SOCOM 4 is coming out in next week. Jeez. Because there is the SOCOM 4 regular game hitting next week, and then the full deployment edition, 150 bucks like that Mortal Kombat tournament edition, except this guy comes with... All of the move uh, pieces. So you get the camera, the move controller, the nav controller, and then you also get the sharpshooter in the box as well, and of course the game. They're all for 150 bucks. So if you're looking to get SOCOM 4 and play it with the move and you don't have anything yet, it's a pretty good deal. 150 a, bucks to get all of the above. That's a really good deal. Sharpshooter's 50, the move 50, 130. You're getting the game for 20 bucks if you go that route. You know, they had a similar pack-in with uh, the last SOCOM that came out, if you recall. They had the, the headset. Yeah. The Bluetooth headset in there, and that was a steal as well. Indeed. I think they charged it at like 60 or 70 bucks with the headset, so. Yeah, I think it was 70 with the headset. And then it was funny because then they put it in um, with that, that Tom Clancy, uh, uh, what was it, End, uh, End, End, some, End, End War? End Game or something like that. Yeah. End War. I don't know. And Target had the game with the uh, headset for 15 bucks once. So I went down and bought three of them, sent one to repeat, and some I can't remember who else got it, but I picked up three of them. <laughs> so that's, the third one was my headset for downstairs now, so I have a, a PlayStation headset in both on both uh, PS3s. That's pretty nice. Oh, Mr. Pretty Fancy cool. Pants. Yeah, but you don't have one of those, those camouflage Bluetooth headsets that are coming that's out. kind of cool. <laughs> I, I got to try the new headset, because yeah. I don't have that new Sony one yet, but they had them at... Did- GDC, it's pretty comfortable. Does he have a headset on? I can't tell. Where does ear go? <laughs> Where does ear go? Happened? I can see everything else. I just can't see his ear. <laughs> yeah, that's what I need. <laughs> yeah, that's what you need. <laughs> that might help you finish Just Cause too. Just saying. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Last on the PS3, we've got the Prince of Persia trilogy HD, hmm. and this is sort of like the Tomb Raider trilogy that just came out. It's forty bucks. And there's three games. This one's got Sands of Time, uh, Warrior Within, and The Two Thrones. Hmm. 
So, good deal. Yeah. I believe Sands of Time and, and is it Warrior Within are both available on PSN separately? They're all, all available three of them? on PSN, yeah. But if you buy all of them on PSN, it's 45 bucks. I've been waiting for this, actually, because <laughs> cool. I knew they'd be coming with this because it was out in Europe. I was a big hmm. Sands of Time guy, but I, I never played the two, these other two. I'm just not a big Prince of Persia guy, so <laughs> I never played any of them. <laughs> yeah, I liked them. I'm I'm excited for this package. I think it's a good idea. So do they add trophies to this? They added trophies. They're they added the 3D. Well. Oh. They added all kinds of stuff. Wow. All right, then. Very cool. And then on the PSP, a game that I've been hearing a lot about, people are talking about, getting excited about, Final Fantasy IV, The Complete Collection. Wow. It's the PSP. And this has got... A complete graphical overhaul for both Final Fantasy IV and the After Years. Wow. It's got the original SNES soundtrack, an all-new intro movie and cinematic CGI sequences, and a monster encyclopedia right built in the game that's got 300 enemies all included. So you can basically look up, and I'm assuming get some uh, attack strategies for all the, char- all the enemies right within the game. So no Prima Strat Guide required on your lap. <sighs> <laughs> Only 300 enemies? I know. You feel gypped, don't you? I, I just want... Will somebody please email me when the PSP gets good games? And the things had, hasn't had any good games in like a year, right? There's no games for the PSP. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. The original SNES soundtrack, too. That's pretty badass. I mean, I don't play Final Fantasy games that much, but even I know that's pretty badass. Yeah, I was listening to the latest Welcome to the Goo, and, and those in our community or those who have listened to Welcome to the Goo, they know if you're looking for Final Fantasy information, those are your guys. Especially you know, Adam. <laughs> yeah, especially Adam. But they just have a lot of Final Fantasy history in their, in their, in their lineage, and uh, they're excited as well. So I, everybody is, I think, going to be... Final Fantasy peeps are getting all excited for their, this PSP release. Definitely. No, that's really cool. I, uh, I've seen some buzz around Twitter and everything about this, so it sounds like it's going to be uh, a pretty badass thing for fans of the series to grab onto. Man, there's just been a ton of RPGs lately hitting the PSP. I know for a while there, the, the DS, uh, well, I think uh, people were claiming that was the RPG system, but I, lately, with all these releases that are coming out for the PSP, I think the, uh, the tides are sort of either balancing out or turning, because there's so many good RPGs, which obviously I'm an expert on, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's almost pulling a PS2 now, because you know it's at the end of its life cycle, you know that the successor's coming, but now it's kind of hitting that twilight where all of these just insanely kick-ass games, especially RPGs, are hitting this thing, and, you know, the price is going down a little bit on on the console, except for the Go, and... Uh, it, but it, it's just, it's crazy. You know, we get Legend of Heroes, we get all those East games, we get this Final Fantasy IV, that new Legend of Heroes that just came out, that Dissidia 012 just hit. Gosh, what else? There's a couple more that I'm forgetting. I but can't it, keep up. We, we, yeah. Exceed and Mark's got, we were over there for uh, MGC, and I was looking at Mark's pile of recent PSP RPG games, and it's a pretty big pile. <laughs> yeah. Persona Portable on. came out a while ago, and fuck it, it's for for an rpg lover i mean that is definitely the system that you want to go for and we were saying that in 2010 too it's 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 just so loaded down with great rpgs right now it's it's the system to, to beat 
Yeah, there's some great you, RPGs on there. Yeah, and if you get the downloads, they'll still work in the NGPO. Yeah, I was just going to yes. say, buy them I digitally. I will go buy the RPGs now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, well, uh, let's let's just continue the silliness along. Uh, this is a gentleman I met at GDC, had a couple beers with him, and uh, really wanted to have him on the show. Uh, so finally they had something to talk about uh, that was coming out new. And we wanted to get him on here to talk about it. So here is Mel Kirk from Zen Studios, and he's here to talk to us about uh, the Sorcerer's Lair table that was just announced today for Zen Pinball and a few other things. Okay, a lot of other things. All right, well, he bought me enough beer at GDC that we decided to have him on the show. <laughs> we brought <laughs> Mr. Mel Kirk on from Zen Studios to talk about the new Sorcerer's Lair table for Marvel. Or, oh, God damn it. It was written Marvel Pinball right there. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, we made that one too. Oh Did you just God. call me Mr. Mel Kirk? Because that is like almost like Professor PlayStation cool. Ooh, that is. <laughs> anyway, Sorcerer's Lair Table for Zen Pinball, which is a, a game that I thoroughly love. And uh, wow, that's that's just awesome. I'm just doing so great tonight. So Mel, uh, thanks for joining us. I, I, I know that uh, we talked to GDC quite a bit about some stuff like this. And uh, I, I professed my love for your pinball titles and uh, we wanted to get you on the show to talk about this a little bit. Yeah, totally. I'm uh, happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Definitely. So tell us, Sorcerer's Lair, what's, what's up with this new table? The trailer looks awesome. Yeah, Sorcerer's Lair, um, hard to believe our, our seventh expansion for Zen Pinball. Wow. Um the, the basic st- premise behind this table is uh, two kids have ventured into an ancient citadel. They've gone exploring and uh, they've come in uh, encounter with an evil sorcerer who uh, can cast all sorts of spells and magic and basically tries to take them captive. And uh, your goal is to take the sorcerer out. And along the way, you're going to have um, you're going to have a, a ghost friend named Whisper who's going to, you, you know, you unlock the mode and Whisper <laughs> comes out. And um, anyway, you play through all the modes and unlock things and make the make stuff happen. And it, it's a it's a beautiful looking table. So we know you all love it. Insanely colorful. Number one, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the screenshots right now and just the, the depth of the color is something I don't think we've ever seen in a Zen table before, really. No, this one's definitely got a style all its own. Um, it's kind of, I mean, there's a lot of neon. It's kind of almost looks like a, like a Las Vegas skyline, if you will. Um, but as with every table we put out, we try to be different every time and original. You're never going to get the same thing twice. We don't want you to feel like you're playing a table that you've seen somewhere else or another table from us anyway. So you're going to get something new every time. Cool. It's got some really cool effects in it, though, too, that we saw from the trailer. It, it definitely does. Um, in fact, it, there's kind of a table within a table. And um, when you uh, start one of the modes, you go down into the cellar. And uh, um, that's what you're probably seeing in the trailer. It shows that kind of yellow uh, room with the, the slots uh, up above the flippers. Okay. And, um, yeah, that, that's kind of like – I mean, that, that, there's six cellars within this table, and that's one of them that you actually drop into in it. And the main table, you know, goes away, and, and then you're into this room. So it's a pretty cool effect. And one of the bonuses is when you get the preserves and bring it back up to Grandma and Grandpa, right? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was always sent to the cellar. Uh, uh, so they send you down there to lock you up in chains and, and, and spank you and feed you to the monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not demented, I promise. Yeah. That's that's only before the gimp comes out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Always with the gimp with you, Joel. Jeez. <laughs> Is there a gimp in this table? I didn't see one in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Poor gimp. He didn't make it this time. Oh, that that's totally screwed me up. I have no idea what I want to talk about now. Thanks, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Well, I, I had a comment. The, the trailer, I thought, was put together well because it doesn't reveal a whole lot, in my opinion. It shows some neat things, but it zooms in and shows them in a way that you don't really know how you got there or what's going on. So, Yeah, absolutely. And I'll just tell you, you know, like making uh, a trailer for a pinball table is actually fairly difficult to do. Um, you got to have the right moment at the right time and you got to have some skill when you're playing. But we, I mean, we don't want to show everything, right? Kind of like your typical gaming PR spin here. But yeah, there's a lot to discover in this one. It's, it's probably one of the deepest tables that we've ever produced. I just I'm watching the trailer again while we're talking, and and just the amount of animations and the amount of character that you have on this one is is definitely more than you've seen in a lot of the tables. I mean, you always have something going on on your tables. There's always you know like an animation going on or an interaction of some type. But it it seems like this one really has a ton going on. You know, you have the different characters. You've got the wizard trying to cast his spells. You've got that that little tower that's spinning around in the middle. It, it's very kinetic. Absolutely. And that's something that we go for. And we're starting to take more and more liberty with um, as we kind of I mean, we're always going to balance between um, uh, an authentic pinball experience, but we're also a video game. Right. So 3D interactive models, things coming across screen. It's like when when, uh, I mean, you guys tell us when we've got too much when we are already told some people are like, oh, you guys have too much going on. And others just say more and more and more of this. But it's just all, (laughs) all about that balance. Well, and I know we weren't supposed to talk about it, but come on, you, you've got to reveal some things about the, this new table that you're working on. You said something about the Regal Beagle was in it, and we got to hear more about it. <laughs> Mr. Furley, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, Larry, Curly, and Mo. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> don't know who those guys are. Um, what? <laughs> Actually, what I think you guys need to do is... Um, We've we've got a, f- a friend of ours here, and a lot of people know him, uh, Ben Heck, who does all the all the console mods and everything. He actually built a uh, a Bill Paxton pinball table, so I think you guys need to talk to him and actually license that out. Yeah, that'd be interesting. It's it's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> it is an awesome table. Yeah. It is, yeah. <laughs> it's got wow, a bunch of cool. characters, you know, him from Weird Science and the stuff he did. I think in True Lies is in there, and a lot of True Lies. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. So this actual machine he built? Yeah, an actual pinball machine he made from scratch. Uh, put all the all the different voice samples on. He's actually got a, a beer can that auto-crushes as one of the, the things oh. that happens on there. Excellent. Pretty it's pretty sweet. Just saying. Have him, have him email me some pictures. I'd love to see it. I, uh, we could do that. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so you're not going to tell us about the Silver Spoons table. That's... Um, <laughs> You know, we thought we'd have you on, Mel, and you could tell us what you're <laughs> Okay, guys, just a big announcement. Here it is, Silver Spoons. <laughs> 2012, And Alf, and Alf. Alf is coming. <laughs> He's the gimp. Alf the gimp. Oh, that's awesome. And if nice we time. get enough votes, small wonder. <laughs> I just try to think of like silver spoon themed items in in a pinball table. You've, you've got Dad going around on the train. Beyond yeah. that, uh, I'm lost. You'd have the little train the going through games. 
Yeah, all the arcade games, the Dragon's Lair in the, in the background, and of course, Aaron yeah. Gray, and maybe she could walk out like uh, Wilma Deering every now and then. You've got an excellent <laughs> soundtrack. That, very true. Plus, you got Alfonso yeah. Ribeiro. He, he could do the Carlton yeah. dance for you every now and then. Although he was in the Michael Jackson, like, in, in the mode of Michael Jackson back then. That's when he was doing the commercials with him. We'll put him up center stage with the uh, like the platform and and uh, make him yeah make him do his little dance. Oh, that'd be awesome! Have him, <laughs> he had the red Michael Jackson jacket on and the glove. See, I don't know why we don't do this ourselves, guys. You know, I'm uh, fully expecting me. this game now. <laughs> That's PR saying, "What are you doing? You're giving away all the silver spoons information." <laughs> They're streaming this. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> You never know what kind of brilliant ideas we'll pop up with on this show. (laughs) So, I mean, what else you guys got going on? You obviously have uh, that voting, or I think the voting's over, right, for the new Marvel table, correct? Yeah, it is. Sorry. I need to unplug my phone. (laughs) Just yank it out of the wall. (laughs) Boom! That's what I did. I just yanked it. Okay. Um, Let's see. What else do we have going on? Yeah, we've got a lot of pinball going on. We're going to have more Marvel tables. Um we have other brands and other licenses that we're working with that are in development now, which I absolutely positively can't tell you about right now. Oh, I, I was just about to like make you be like, what are you going to tell us? But no, I can't. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I want, did you, I want, but it's very exciting stuff. Did you get the Mickey that I'm slipping you in the mail? I, I, sent <laughs> you a, I sent you a package and it's a Mickey that you're supposed to drink so I can slip you a Mickey from here so that you can tell oh, us about that stuff. That's what that was. <laughs> I, like I want a what's happening table <laughs> and I want I want Mr. Fong to be saying no Roger no rerun no rent <laughs> oh man <laughs> that might be easy half those people are dead now that's true it could be pretty easy to license just saying <laughs> we'll listen to him in the background. Speechless. I'm writing all this down, by the way. Uh, what's happening? You could have the Doobie Brothers like pop to go back up and listen, every now and then. Write it down. <laughs> Be awesome. Josh, oh. quit giving away these ideas. Call them separately. Get some kind of, you know, no work kidding. out of a contract, some exclusivity. <laughs> just give the stuff away. Jeez. You're supposed to, you know, be like a consultant. Get a consultant fee out of this. Oh, I got ideas. I got oh. ideas till, till, till. I don't know when. Until I don't have any ideas left? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about the, the cool thing about pinball right now, and it's funny. I mean, every company is coming to us and they're like, make a pinball table out of this, make one out of this. Because they all. What the hell? Say that all in now. It's persistence. <laughs> Jeez. Never we want you to make a table out of our bacon. Hey, bacon. Hello, pinball. Make a table. <laughs> <laughs> That's not pinball. That's sizzling. Damn it. <laughs> Don't. I can't believe it's not pinball. Uh, oh, that was Lucas Hart. Uh, whoops. What did I say? Oh. <laughs> That's what I want. So you're saying we're anyway. getting the Howard the Duck table, huh? All right. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I can't even know. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. I've, I, my, my phone has just magically decided to ring nonstop at 6 o'clock. So. Well, welcome to PS Nation. That's pretty much how it's supposed to be. It's like the poltergeist over there. You unplugged it from the wall, and the damn thing keeps ringing. It's I, kind, I see what's kind of going awesome. on here, though. We've got the wizard table now. Uh-huh. He's talking about LucasArts. Willow is next. Ooh. <laughs> yes. 
So, I mean, the point is, is that the, you know, it's wide open for us. Uh, everything translates to, to pinball. It's, it's easy to do as long as we embrace the brand and do things that are true to what that brand's about. You know, we want to have a good mix of our own um, designs and creativity, but also um, take risks with IP that we like and brands that we like and that we think, sure. you know, speak well to the gaming audience. Ghost in the shell. Oh, jeez. God, we could just go on about this forever. I mean, seriously, think about it. They all, I mean, Ghostbusters would be rad. I, Tron, we've been talking about Ooh. Tron like on our message boards like nonstop for two weeks. So, with well, a little, I think the Daft Punk soundtrack behind it and a Tron table would yeah. just be amazing. That would kill. Well, even like a follow up to Street Fighter, have a Marvel versus Capcom table. Then no you comment. get 45 balls. Oh. 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 Confirmed. <laughs> yeah, confirmed. Uh, somebody tweet that. Tweet it. <laughs> Done. <laughs> oh, great. Phone's going to ring next. That's uh, that's some lawyer calling me. <laughs> we, we told they you not to tell anybody, Kirk. They, like a poltergeist, can make the phone ring when it's unplugged. Those that's damn true. Lawyers. Because they have the law on their side, and the law makes the phone ring. Yeah. So how how challenging is a sorcerer's lair table? Would you say it's more on the difficult side or kind of a little bit of both? You mentioned six different kind of la- layers or basements. Yeah. Well, it's funny, you know, you'd think as we continue to make more and more tables and get more experience that things would get easier. Um, it's really not the case because as we get more advanced, we just keep challenging ourselves and it actually just kind of keeps getting more and more complicated. Yeah, Sorcerer's Lair, very complicated hmm. um, with all the sellers and the table within a table, the animations, the, uh, the 3D models now on screen. Um, just when you finally play the table and you get into it, you'll see how much depth is there. You know, our design docs rival those of, of like, you know, platform games and, and full 40, 50 page game designs. I mean, it's big and complicated. Yeah, it definitely looks pretty wild. Yeah. And I'll just tell you this, you know, from start to finish, you're looking at like six to seven months per table and then you got to go through all your testing and all that. So I mean, a project for us is a nine-month, you know, period to get one table out the door. So it, it's a wow. big deal. Yeah. Wow. And we've got we've got eight teams in our Budapest office uh, working on nothing but pinball, and they're they're just a pinball group. And you see how many tables we crank out. I mean, it's not a ton, and it's just it's very complicated. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to get the the lanes correct. Uh, make sure that the physics are right off of everything, and. and I mean, I'm sure you have to test pretty much every nook and cranny of the table to make sure the ball's not going to get stuck, and it's got to yeah. be pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I don't envy them. <clears throat> and then, you know, you throw in a platform approach like what we've done on the <coughs> other uh, platform. I, um, Atari 2600? You, you guys cover the 2600? <laughs> yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, that one. I um, love video pinball on the 2600. It was one of my favorite games. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I should know better than to mention that system with Josh around. <laughs> I know. Now we can all just stop and bask in its glory. <laughs> oh, a moment of silence. Perfect. <laughs> While it's on fire. Yeah. Anyway, I'm um, sorry. Uh, what were you saying but, about the other? Yes. Yeah, no, but I mean, you know, on Pinball FX 2, we've got all these features like the social integration and and you saw a little bit of that in Marvel Pinball on PSN. But, you know, our goal and our hope is... Um, uh, Within the next 
short period of time, you might see a platform like that rollout on PSN where all the pinball content gets grouped together and you can connect with your friends in, in new ways and, and um, have like the different types of leaderboards and better tournament structure and all that stuff. So, um, you know, that will make its way to the PlayStation platform, um, hopefully in the near future. Very cool. Well, I mean, uh, well, have you guys announced the next table for Marvel, or is that still a, a secret? I couldn't remember if you guys we haven't. Actually... It is still top secret until like maybe next Wednesday or Thursday. Oh, come on, do it now! I can't. Nobody, man. Nobody's listening, Mal. Nobody cares. <laughs> I'm already such a loose tongue, dude. I'm probably got myself in trouble already. I just, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'd love to, but. Just give me like another week and um, I'll make sure you guys are like, you know, the first to know, maybe the second to know other like than uh, <laughs> Marvel guys have to know that we're going to talk about it. Right. But <laughs> 83rd guys to know. <laughs> we get it. We, we know. <laughs> Man, we know where we, we, we know where we sit we, in the grand scheme of things. When we are bonded, we drink beer together at GDC. You have nothing to worry about, dude. It was pretty funny, too, because I got into town, and I dropped the stuff off at the hotel, and I, went, I made a beeline right downtown to go meet up with you guys. And then those poor guys from G4 showed up, and I berated them for half an hour about their MLB reviews. <laughs> poor guys. Dude, that was comical. I got a kick out of that. You took, <laughs> like, no mercy. You just, like, went for the jugular. Uh, they were nice about it. I, I ran into them a few more times, and I was, I was like, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to come after you. But, oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> You did, man. You went after him. I mean, there's no. He, you guys would have been impressed, full press on that. <laughs> That's why I like not being quote unquote press because I can just pretty much say whatever I want. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I felt bad, a little bit, just a little. Anyway, so. Oh well, it, it happens. How about a uh, base, baseball pinball table, one for every team? <laughs> there you go. I'm sure that'd be easy. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. Model map roll, for all the roll that out over the course of like you know four years. Well, I mean, <laughs> Start with the Yankees and the Red Sox. Well, that's the thing. You you could do the Yankees and, and the Red Sox, and those would be pretty similar. It would just be a bunch of angry people and nothing but dollar bills everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you could do Wrigley ever. Field, and and that means the concrete would fall all over the table, and you wouldn't be able to get it, get the ball to the paddles. Uh, you get to the Brewers right. one where you'd have a bunch of drunks in the stadium and you can't hit the ball. The actual, the, the flippers don't even work or even better with the Brewer one. <laughs> one time you can't actually shoot the ball out cause you have no pitching. And then the next time you go to the game, you can get the ball out there with the pitching, but you can't hit it with the flippers. See, Joel Spikes, he knows I'm right. See, Joel knows I'm right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm still thinking about the silver spoons table. I'm sorry. I'm very distracted. <laughs> Jeez. So, Mel, did you, uh, we, we, we tasked you a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you remember this or not about coming up with a possible trivia question. Okay. I'll ask this because I doubt, I mean, it, to me, it seems like nobody's figured this out yet on the Iron Man table. Um, who is supposed to pop up out of that centerpiece, you know, the center circle? Does anybody know who comes up out of there? Because Ooh. it seems to me like everybody asks, what is this all about? What's, what's supposed to come up out of there? There you go. So there's there's your question. Uh, if you know the answer and you want a uh, chance to win this table, email us at podcast at psnation.org. And in the subject line, put uh, Sorcerer's Lair question in the subject line and uh, give us your answer. And if you're right, we'll put you in the, in, the, in the hopper and we'll pick a name out next week for the winner. 
about that. Excellent. Yeah, and uh, you'll be able to play the table early. I'll have codes pre-released. Ooh. Nice. Extra bonus, huh? Very cool. That's worth right. like a 10x. Multiple. Yeah. There you go. So uh, when's the table coming out? How much? Okay, table comes out the 26th in North America, the 27th in Europe. That is of April, excuse me. And uh, it'll be, it's, uh, <laughs> what's our price point? I don't know. It's probably like dollar ninety nine US, and it'll be watch. Now it'll be three ninety nine. Everybody's gonna hold him to what he said on here. Oh man, it's gonna be nine ninety nine or less. <laughs> Go low. Hey, we'll, we'll set, yeah, yeah. We'll set the expectation like way up high, and then and then we'll be able to like come in nice and like. Oh, that's all. <laughs> we so. gave all the PS Nation listeners a coupon. And as we discussed, <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be free for me because it's my birthday, right? <laughs> No. It's only ninety nine ninety nine for you. There you go. Special price. One time only. bastard. That's the special Just Cause 2 clause. <laughs> you got oh, over 100 hours. Just Cause 2 table. Oh, God. Why did I say that? Oh, my God. It had to bring up Just Cause and Nidos uh, and Tomb no. Raider and, oh, my God. jeez. Uh, <laughs> All right, Mel. Well, hopefully we didn't scare you off and uh, you'd like to come back and talk to us some other time. And uh loved having you on and... I totally. Think, uh, I'd love to be back. Just, you know, hopefully I didn't spill the beans too much for you. I, I, we didn't hear anything. We, I, okay, we, I'm, not, I'm not really even recording this. This is more of a practice run. Just don't oh, tell him. All right. So. He's really a bad interview. We don't really want to have him on. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, if that was the case, we'd call, we'd call somebody else right now and say, you know what he told us? <laughs> and then just make something up. Yeah. You make it up. That's so secret, I didn't even know about it. All right. Put words in my mouth and just say I said it, and they'll be like, yeah, he probably said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. All right, Mel, thanks much for uh, joining us tonight, and we will talk to you soon. Cool, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Well, thank you very much, sir, uh, for coming on the show. Hopefully we didn't scare him off, and uh, hopefully he'll come back very soon. Uh, on to the news. That's right, the news. And uh, first off, guess what? David Jaffe spoke. He never does that. Uh, <laughs> on a new yeah. video they put up on the PlayStation blog, got on there and, and talked a little bit about the new Twisted Metal uh, trailer, which launched on uh, exclusively on GameTrailers.com. And uh, at the end was a little treat. That's right. A release date for Twisted Metal! 10-4-11. That's right. October 4th, 2011. We're going to have Twisted Metal in our hands. And we're going to be blowing up clown cars and shit. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. You guys wanted it before Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I I actually honestly thought it was going to be December. So uh, that's what I kind of kept hearing. So to hear that's going to be October, that's very, it's, it's very exciting because it sounds like they're farther along with the game than, than I think they think they were going to be. So uh, very, very cool and, and insanely exciting. Can't wait. Well, good. Then they can you know start working even... on that uh, Calling All Cars DLC. Yeah, damn it. No, <laughs> <laughs> what's really cool about that is that's my brother's birthday, so he's going to get oh, that for free, and oh, he can God. give me a copy. That's awesome. Oh, God, it's the... I think I have a show title, The Langford Family Birthday Episode. <laughs> <laughs> the Langford fa- Family Gifts. It's like Festivus. Langford Spawn. It's like Festivus without the, the feats of strength. <laughs> so, it's all yeah, coming uh, together 
the best the best thing about this video is that he's in the PlayStation blog and he's still dropping the f bombs. I love that guy. <laughs> it's just beep 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 beep. Oh crap! So awesome. Yeah. So it, it's also cool because he was on a long time ago and he was talking about giving away some uh, action figures and it's actually the uh, the Sweet Tooth action figure that Joel found for me. So I was like, hey, I have that. Pretty cool. I think it's, I think it's cool. So there we go. October 4th, 2011. We'll be, uh, I'm sure we're going to have a twist of Metal Knight because I'm going to be playing the hell out of that game. At least for another month until Resistance hits or Uncharted 3 hits. God damn it, this year is going to be crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Well, we, right, we uh, hinted at it earlier yeah. in the Portal 2 new release announcement. But uh, what we were hinting at, basically, is there's some news this week on Steam support for the PS3. And they've went into a lot more specific detail as to what that means. So uh, first and foremost, and I think this has been already explained before, but you get the Steam PC code with the purchase of the PS3 game. So you get a code that lets you buy the game on your PC through Steam, and that comes free with the game. Uh, Even neater is the fact that the achievements on Steam are tied directly with the trophies on PS3. So when you... Log in and play the game on your PS3 as long as you've set up the game also on your Steam account, which apparently you can do in the Portal 2 game itself. You can link it with your Steam account. You will actually unlock the achievements at the same time you unlock the trophies. So apparently they're one-to-one matches. Yeah. So it's kind of a neat neat feature. So if you're a member of Steam and you're a e-penis grower, you know, this is a perfect <laughs> opportunity for you to increase that girth. Well, one, th- one thing you missed there, too, is it's not just PC. It also is a Mac client. So if you have Steam on the Mac, this is one of the few games right now that will actually work on the Mac. So even more availability there, which is pretty sweet. Mm. There'll also be uh, cloud saving. will be featured in the game. Very cool. So Yeah, I don't, I don't quite understand. I don't know if it was clear to you guys. Uh, if When you are saving your game, if it just saves directly to... The cloud, um, in reading it, it sounded to me more like you have the ability to go to the cloud and, and load your game or go to the cloud and save your game, but it wasn't directly saving or loading from it. I believe Steam Cloud goes directly to the cloud no matter what. So, so I think when, when you, you save, save the game, game, it goes to your cloud account, yeah. And not, and not the, the cloud stuff on the PS3. This goes to Steam Cloud. This is the, you know, a separate from your 150 meg that you get on PlayStation Plus. Because you don't need to be in Plus to get this. The only problem, if that were true, is if you were offline or if your internet were down, you wouldn't be able to get your save. Well, it might do a save on locally also. It might do both at the same time. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm wondering. And that's what I'm hoping, is that it saves local and then just sort of backs it up. Yeah, better. Because if somewhere in the network is down and you can't access your save. Well, and and the funny thing is that used to happen really early on with Steam, uh, like when you were playing Call of Duty Classic, or not Call of Duty, uh, when you were playing Counter-Strike on the PC, uh, when it first really hit uh, Steam, you, uh, like we were trying to do a LAN party, we didn't have an internet connection, nobody could get on. Nobody could launch Counter-Strike because we didn't have a connection. So then they made this thing where uh, you can set up your, your client to play local only, and it won't look for an internet, internet connection to authenticate. So I'm hoping that they're kind of, you know, it, that's evolved quite a bit now. And I'm hoping that they're bringing that over to the PS3 version and everything else as well. Um, but it almost sounds like your, your save game is going to be compatible as well. So, like, if you get to a certain point in the PS3 version, you're going to be able to go to your PC version and continue on. 
that's kind of what I got because they they covered this in core, uh, this last core, and they were talking about this stuff. And I went, wait a second, and I rewound it, and it sounded like the save game is actually going to be cross compatible as well. I'm not sure though. He was kind of hinting at it. Well, I know there's cross platform oh, no. play for sure, so you can play Which with each crazy. other. One on the PS3, one on the P- PC. You know what it does? The information's here. It's buried deep, yeah, deep I... down, but it's here. Um, <clears throat> so you log in. Uh, you know, you're playing the game, and there's a Steam Cloud menu in the load game or save game screens. And while on the save or load screens, you press triangle to access the Steam Cloud settings, uh, where you can select the number of saves to sync. Yeah, that's what led me down that path, oh, okay. thinking that yeah. it was it was. I mean, you can get get at it right through the portal menu, which is nice. You don't have to go to the XMB to do it. So that that's an improvement from what we have currently. But I, as we talked about before, I mean, it, wouldn't it be awesome if it just saved to the, the cloud for you as just a part of the usual process? I, you know, this is... PlayStation 4. It, this is really funny, too, because I've never been... I mean, I, I like Steam, but I've never been this big, like, oh, my God, Steam's so awesome. But how cool is this? I mean, we we had cross-platform play with Unreal Tournament, but this has full Steam friend support. It's got full chat support. They didn't say voice chat yet, but I think it's there. Can't see if they... I think they said voice chat. But... Uh, how crazy is this that all these Steam features are going to work on the PS3? And I wonder if you're going to if they're going to make it down the road where you can have Steam running in the background all the time on no matter what game you're playing. I doubt it, but I mean that's what you can do on your PC or your Mac right now. I can be in a totally different game that that doesn't even have Steam support, and I can still have that client running, and I can still talk to my friends even voice or text. Wow, this is just yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It like overlays right over your system. Yeah, now they just need to bring out Counter-Strike and PS3 will be the system to, to beat. Well, it's a nice partnership, in my opinion, for them to, to co-op up with, with Steam and form this relationship. I don't, I don't expect this, and maybe this is silly of me to think this, but I don't see this coming to Xbox Live. I don't see this coming to the Wii. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Xbox, Xbox Live has this already, sort of. Well, in, in a very similar. For, to me, Steam yeah. was... You know, it took all the all the good things from Xbox Live and and sort of enhanced them. You know, I they're in, they're competitors in my opinion. Yeah, well, they are. Microsoft is a very closed system, and they don't want Steam on there, which is why Valve suddenly embraced the PS3 this past year. Yeah, because Sony would allow them to do all this stuff, where Microsoft said, "No way, you're not getting anywhere near this." It's it's a pretty interesting move i mean you finally have a major player like valve embracing the the ps3 the way they are and i mean when we you know gabe newell came out at, at the e3 press conference and everybody went apeshit about it but they, they were so <laughs> quiet about what they were going to do and obviously it was because they didn't know what they were going to get to work they didn't know how much they were going to be able to get working on the ps3 comparatively and i you know i was watching the core and i went wait did they just reveal something new that and I kept rewinding it, and I'm like, I don't think they ever revealed this, especially the cross-platform play. It was always hinted at, but I don't think they ever actually came out and said this is going to work. So, yeah, I, wow. I mean, that, that's huge. That is absolutely huge. Although, you know, if I have the choice to play between the PS3 or the PC, I'll be on the PC with the mouse. 
So, I mean, you just you can't get over that accuracy. But it is cool that you can do that. I mean, if if you have a gaming friend that only has a PS3, you can now get on and play with them, even though you're a PC gamer and vice versa. It's that's a pretty badass way to do things, especially because they give you a PC code for it too. So let's say your brother has a PC and you have a PS3 and you're in the same house or whatever, you potentially could get on and play each other in co-op without being split screen. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, it, I think that would mess up the linking because you link your your PSN oh, yeah. ID yeah, and yeah, the Steam yeah. account. Uh, that uh, you really never work. know. You never know. Well, if you didn't link to your Steam account, then I suppose theoretically you'd be able to do that. But once um, you link, then it knows. It only allows the license on that linked account. Yeah, uh, it's, it goes into those specifics on, on their website. On this, yeah. uh, if you go to SteamPower.com, there's a big article where they go into great detail about what this is gonna, how it's gonna work. Yeah, I got the press release today, but I w- it was on my phone, and I was in a training class. So I didn't really get a chance to read and digest it today. <laughs> <clears throat> I was too busy going through 213 PowerPoint slides. Oh, good times. God. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, on to the next one. That's yeah, it, sad news. Sad, sad news. Very sad. Jerry Lawson. Uh, who? <laughs> you may ask. Jerry Lawson died uh, this past Saturday, and he is the engineer of the first cartridge-based game console with a pause option, mm-hmm. Glenn's Baby, the Fairchild Channel F. Very first game system I ever owned. Yes, which yeah. launched in August 1976. <laughs> oh and he was God, also the only oh. black member of the legendary Homebrew Computer Club in the mid-70s. Yeah. How about that? Nice. Um, so this guy, he, he did a lot on early uh, home systems. He did a bunch of arcade systems. Demolition Derby uh, was one of the first arcade machines, which... That's an awesome game. It's yeah. a really awesome game. I agree. Um, but yeah, this this guy was uh, one of the pioneers, one of the figures that really did a lot for the early gaming industry, and a lot of people had no idea who he was. You know, you get a, you get that with a lot of the early gaming uh, pioneers. They've the, a lot of them have just been forgotten, or they're just straight up unknown. Yeah, the guy was just so intelligent too and and at the same time you you would see him talk on a video or something it was just the most normal guy in the world but uh for him to do what he did for you know having the the first cartridge based system out there where you didn't have to have the game built into the console you could actually have the game on a cartridge pop it in and you know you would have like 70 variations like you did back in the day where they would just put the ball in a different spot but um the things that he did, and and he's so overlooked, is kind of sad. At the same time, it, it was so cool to see all the stuff that he did throughout his life. I mean, he worked on a lot of stuff. That's a sad thing. Damn. Yep. I need to buy one of those still. Mine's all broken. Somebody find me a, a Fairchild Channel F. Get to it, Internet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just and thinking about... Jerry Lawson crossing the pearly gates and what type of video game heaven he's entering. You know, like Pac-Man greets you, like, what's up? <laughs> Pac-Man is not dead. <laughs> oh, Pac-Man's been dead for years. Even. Well, the original one, he, he passed. It's his kids that have carried on the legacy. 
<laughs> no, it was the cartoon Pac-Man with the hat and that really bad voice. And the you go to video game heaven, and there's no Five Guys. Burger time makes you a sandwich. Ah, you're clever. <laughs> it's bad when Pac-Man sounds like this. <laughs> hey, everybody! I want the power pellets. I said I wanted a beer. Screw that rip beer, you tapper jerk. <laughs> <laughs> It's heaven, damn it. Switch back to the beer. All right. <laughs> beer? Wait, what? Beer? Why are, you, why are you not talking about beer anymore? Damn you! <laughs> all right. Well, all this next one, uh, besides the one Twitter follower that's probably not a follower anymore that got all mad at me for what I said last week, uh, the, the hacker saga continues. Uh, and this week, it's, it's a little bit different. Mr. Geo Hots, George Hots, and uh, Sony have settled out of court. That's right. Uh, no, it just kind of came out of nowhere. All of a sudden, oh, they settled out of court. So basically, he has a permanent injunction against him. And uh, what that means is he, what, what people think it means is that he's not going to be able to post any more source code, hacking tips, or anything else that will help circumvent any of Sony's products. Uh, and But pretty much everything is confidential. Although there was rumor that... Uh, I think it was like $10,000 per incident that he had to pay or something. I mean, it was something outrageous. So uh, everything's been kept confidential. It's kind of just conjecture and rumor at this point. Uh, nobody knows if uh, Ski, S-C-E-E, is going to continue its fight against uh, that Graf Chocolo guy. Uh, but, yeah, who knows? And, and we'll see if, if Anonymous is happy now or if they're going to continue to try to... Uh, they're not. Oh, really? Oh, well, I heard that they yes. were going to... They were gonna like boycott or petition or uh, what is it? Something outside the Sony style stores or something? Outside the stores, and they've already said that the it's the sixteenth. I think will be the biggest thing anybody's ever seen. But we're not of us because we're on the so. internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah one of we'll one of our listeners happens. got really mad at me because he said that I was racist because I said that it's uh, almost impossible f- to uh, actually arrest these these hackers in some of the european countries look it up dude it, it's it's fact it's that, not that's, me how is how, how does that, that equal racism i'm racist <laughs> apparently i, I even, you know i do have a black friend i'm just kidding um no but it, 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 it's it's funny because he really doesn't yeah, no not really uh from wisconsin yeah he doesn't we only have five of them in this state you get um, arrested for that around here yeah besides okay. the packers i mean <laughs> and none of them live here uh no, it's it's funny because, like I said, I, I work I, – I mean IT. I've been doing IT for 15 years, and um, I do a lot of the web filtering stuff at a couple of my jobs now. And uh, we have monthly uh, meetings with uh, security companies that we work with. And now that I'm in the banking industry and I used to be in healthcare, uh, it's very important stuff that we have to deal with And because uh, we have a lot more privacy laws than a lot of other things. And I, I have to sit in these meetings with – these security companies, and they will flat out tell you, we know where these people are, we know what address they're at, but we can't go after them because the police won't go after them. Because either they're on the take, or they just don't care because it brings money into the country. And and he was like, oh, that's bullshit, you're just being racist against Europe, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, number one, it's not all of Europe, it's a few select European countries, and number two, no, I'm not. It's fact. So say what you want. You, know, you can be mad about it. That's fine. Uh, I, I I tend to notice that the emails, and we haven't gotten a lot of them, but you know, we've got a couple of reaction emails, and they seem to be people that 
kind of back this cause. So that's your opinion. That's fine. That's, that's the great thing about at least the U.S. is that uh, you can say whatever you want. So <laughs> I'll tell you. Oh what no, the, you can't. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the truth, though, and then and that's the truth as far as we know it, and that's what we've been told. So because I know there's a couple of people that at one of my old jobs we were after, and they're over in Europe, and we could never get any any response. Basically, uh, we worked directly with the FBI, and the FBI came back to us and said, "Well." We've done everything we can. The the law enforcement in that country won't help us. So that's all I'm saying. So what are they going to do? What is Anonymous going to do outside Sony store? They're, are they going to pick it or are they just not going to go? Because I heard they were going to like picket it or something. They're supposed to pick it, but well, how are you going to be anonymous? Be all if you, that they're doing. How are you going to be anonymous if you're picketing? Because they're all going to be wearing the V for Vendetta masks. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Lame. <laughs> You know what's funny? That guy on Twitter brought up V for Vendetta. He's like, I'm not going to go watch Hackers. I'm going to go watch V for Vendetta. I'm like, I didn't write back to him because I just thought it was pointless. But you know that V for Vendetta is all about an oppressive com- uh, uh, government. It's not a game company. And how is Sony being a... Pre- uh, you're going to get me on a rant again, but it's totally different. It's like apples and oranges. God, grow up. <laughs> At least if you're going to try to reference me something, make sure the reference... <clears throat> Like applies. I'm just watching it for Natalie Portman. Well, how, can you blame her? Yeah, I mean <laughs> that one scene, little. Oh, oh. No, yeah, I was talking about myself. I, uh, yeah, not, uh, yeah. Uh, I got nothing Whatever. against these anonymous guys. I love them. <laughs> I send your emails if you're pissed at me. That's fine. I, you're, you're, it's your your choice. It's, but th- that's my opinion and. That's where I stand. I think the reason this is big news and so many people are talking about it is there's a lot of people on either side of the equation here. Yeah. You know, so it's it's good to be opinionated, but just understand that <clears throat> there's there's two sides to the coin and everybody on either side can make fairly decent arguments. So just because somebody disagrees with you doesn't, well, whatever. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, the thing is, like I said last week, there, there's a line and... and, and I think a lot of people don't understand where that line is or why that line is there. But I'm using using someone else's example, but, you know, that's like you going into the grocery store, filling up a cart full of groceries and walking out with it. What what people are doing with this stuff. One of the things we missed. But but I didn't eat them, so it's cool. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But one of the things we missed last week that we didn't really touch upon, one of the things that set them off that – that they claim as the cornerstone of why they're attacking Sony is really that Sony was able to kind of strong arm YouTube and whoever else into giving them the IP addresses of everybody who watched the videos and who went to the website and who did this and who did that. And that's what a lot of people were pissed off about that started the whole anonymous thing in the first place. That they're Sony just looking shouldn't for any reason to... to well, yeah, probably, but that... That more so than we should be able to hack the world. It was it was more of a Sony shouldn't be able to get IP addresses of all these people and and track them just for looking at a website or just for looking at a video. Well, if they shouldn't Which, be, yeah. if they shouldn't have to worry about people getting their IP address, then why do they keep using all the different anonymous proxies? You know, obviously yeah. they know that they're doing something wrong, and they're going out and using anonymous proxies. It's every everything they say. There's a counterpoint to it, and it's a very intelligent counterpoint. I'm sorry, but 
like I said, I get the whole hacking scene, and I, I, I played around a lot when I was younger. But there was a line. That's all I'm saying. All right, enough ranting. Yeah, th- there will also be a line on Monday before E3, standing <laughs> outside the Los Angeles <laughs> Coliseum, <laughs> Superdome Stadium, Metropolis Convention Center, with st- whatever. I forget the name of the place, but... Sony announced a <laughs> Memorial Sports Arena. Thank you. The Los Angeles Memorial Sports Arena, which apparently Jim Morrison's buried underneath, which I think is somehow how they named it. Wait, I, what? <laughs> anyway, the Sony E3 press event is going to uh, be on the Monday night before E3, so basically kick off yeah. the event. So they, they pushed it up a little bit. Used to be during E3, kind of on a, a late morning. In California, but now they're they're jumping to the to the Monday night, and uh, don't I mean you can basically make your own opinions or decisions as to why you think they're doing that, but it's just interesting. PS4, PS4. No, you're not getting PS4. <laughs> I know. It, it's funny. I mean, we were looking this up <laughs> earlier to around. see which one this is. This is right by the Coliseum, but it holds sixteen thousand people. Who knows what they're going to use though? But obviously, this is a bigger venue than the than the uh, Shrine Auditorium that we've been in the past years. And, yeah, it's really odd. Like, usually Microsoft is on Monday, and then Nintendo is Tuesday morning, and then right after Nintendo is Sony. And that's the way it's been for a long time. Uh, I mean, you would even catch the bus outside the Nokia theater where Nintendo is, and you would take that bus directly to the Sony thing. So for them to shake it up like this, in my mind, that means they pretty much wanted to stomp everybody down right away. Uh, unless you see Microsoft's doing it on Sunday or something. Yeah. Honestly, I hope <laughs> that Microsoft and Nintendo are both doing theirs on Tuesday because then the show floor is going to be empty Tuesday. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm I, very exciting. I mean, you know, it, it was funny because we were trying to make our plans for E3 already, and I said, well, because last year we drove our rent car over there, and when we got back, we couldn't park within, like, 20 miles of the freaking Staples Center. So oh. this is pretty cool. We can go get our badges or our badge holders and everything and then just go right over to this. And I'm very intrigued now. I'm pretty excited because for them to try to go first, obviously they're they're looking to drop some big stuff on people. And with the software lineup coming up this year, it's a very exciting time to be a PlayStation owner, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm not sure if this is E3 saying, okay, you've had it the last bunch of years, Microsoft, and Nintendo and Sony have been asking, so from now on we're going to mix it up. So this year you get Monday, and next year Nintendo you get Monday. I don't know if it's that or if it's Sony coming forward and saying, we want Monday, can we have it? And Or maybe they're, they're first dibs. I don't know how this works. but I don't yeah, think I, E3 I, has anything to do with that, really, because these are always at external sites. Or it could be something that, as stupid as the, the Shrine Auditorium was being used. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? That's a good point too. Who knows? <clears throat> but yeah, I made this drew the same conclusion you did that it's a bold statement and they're going to show off some some good stuff. Yeah. Maybe that's the maybe that's the Sony fanboy in me though. I don't know. Oh man, Josh, we're going to have to go out and party that night then. Uh no, I'm I, Nah, I'm not you're not party. much for partying, are you? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, very exciting. I'm I'm I've officially got E3 fever, but at the same time, I almost got an ulcer today. So I'm like, oh, we got so much to do. <laughs> <laughs> and what does this mean for us who aren't going to E3? Like, moi? Well, hey, you can watch it because it's going to be at 5 p.m. Pacific time on that Monday. So 
if you're in California area, it's just right about dinner time, and if you're anywhere east, it's later. So for Central Indeed. Time, like where I'm at, I get to watch it at seven, and for New York, you can watch it at eight. So all those folks that are sitting at work during E3, wishing they could be attached to the t- television or attached to the streams and to be able to watch this stuff, are actually going to be able to enjoy the Sony presser for a change. Indeed, you won't have to won't have to take the day off of work to do so, or won't have to go home five hours later after hearing all of the news all over Twitter all day long just to watch the press conference to see the stuff you already heard about earlier <laughs> in the day. <laughs> and, with, and with the ghetto motel that we're staying in this year, who knows if we're going to have internet access, but uh, hopefully my phone, because I can set my phone up as a uh, hotspot, maybe we'll get some stuff posted. <laughs> it's always an adventure when we go to E3. Mm, yeah, uh, I don't think anything's going to work. It's all the sweaty not. nerds all eating up the bandwidth. <laughs> um, 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 um. Well, like I said, I've got 4G, though, and I'm hoping maybe that enough people don't have 4G where it doesn't get so jammed up. You know, uh, we'll see. I can dream, can't I? No. Ah, damn it. All right. Well, you know, uh, somebody can dream right now, or actually your dream can become a reality, because if you're not special, and I don't know why you're not, because honestly... PlayStation Plus is actually kind of worth it now. Uh, if you're not special and you love Killzone 3, yet you haven't bought the DLC yet, guess what? You can get the DLC right now. Uh, open up that, that interface to put the, re- the voucher number in and uh, try this one out. 9447. D is in dog. E. N is in Nancy. Uh, 9. So D E N 9. And then 99 E R. Good luck. See, I almost forgot to do one of those tonight. Oh, E.R., that George Clooney is such a hunk. He's so dreamy. He really is. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else is dreamy? Heading over to audiblepodcast.com slash psnation, signing up for your 14-day free trial to get the free book, and you get to keep it even if you don't keep the account, and that helps us out. Helps, uh, Like Adam Kroll says, it helps us wet our beak a little bit, and uh, you get something out of it, we get something out of it, they get something out of it. Everybody wins. So head over that to Audible. sounds like a dream. <laughs> Doesn't it, though? So head over to audiblepodcast.com slash psnation and uh, help everybody out. Help yourself and help us. So, all right. Well, let's take our break. When we come back, we'll talk about what we're playing, review of Hardcore Uprising, and a review of Fish Tank, and some emails. get started with what we're playing and uh, i think joel's gonna kick it off because i still have to figure out what the hell i played last week <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what i'm gonna truncate my list because it's been a good couple weeks since i've been on the show proper we indeed had the, we had the mgc we did the live show and then i uh, missed last week as far as what you've been playing so i've got ever since mgc to now to, to cover and there's just too fucking much so but yeah i bought i bought at mgc so i go to the retro gaming event where I have access to all sorts of <laughs> retro gaming goodness, and I buy a Nintendo 3DS, you know, which is just perfect for your retro gaming go- uh, weight. Oh, huh, yeah, wait. I don't know. Um, it is because they're going to re-release every Nintendo game that they've ever yeah, released. Star Fox 64 is coming out for it. See, 
just as 3DS because that's Nintendo's strategy. Jesus, well, this is Nintendo after all. They Isn't Ocarina of Time coming? Yes, it yep. is. Well, there's a great idea. See, it's the, it's the handheld of 10 years ago in 3D. I think Paper Mario is coming also redone. Of course. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but no, I picked up a Nintendo 3DS. It was the Sunday of MGC. And uh, I've been enjoying it. It's pretty much still my honeymoon phase, so I want to get some more time with it, probably another month or two before I make a overall conclusion on how I like the thing. But, you know, I've, been a D- I've played the DS for many years, and I actually traded... I have two DSs, so I traded one of the DSs, and I traded my Kinect. So <laughs> one, one, you know, a brand but new why? piece of tech for some other piece of new tech. <laughs> Probably worried about insurance claim, claims from all the people hitting their head while they're playing Kinect. <laughs> why, you say? Because I never play it. And I figured, why? You know, it's still sort of uh, desirable, at least from a used perspective at GameStop, so I was able to get a decent amount of credit for it. And then they had a special going on on trading in your DS. So basically, I got the 3DS for the Connect and trading a DS. So it was pretty good, pretty hmm. good deal. And I'm not going to play the Connect much, and there's nothing coming for it. So, yeah, All right, I don't then. feel bad about it whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, obviously it's got the 3D screen on it, and it works pretty decent. Not a lot of games on it yet. I'm sure everybody knows that. I've been playing Pilot Wings Resort, which I'm enjoying. It's short. But I, I like Pilot Wings and plays pretty well. I like the uh, the depth perception that's added to the 3D screen. So basically, when you're going through like the rings, you're flying around. That depth kind of makes a nice difference and makes the game, I don't know, more enjoyable. Hmm. I've also been playing Lego Star Wars Three: The Clone Wars, which I'm actually having a pretty damn good time with that game. That was so, fun. I enjoyed that one. Yeah. Yeah. Except they turned the 3D off. <laughs> <laughs> It was neat for a while, and I went, I, I, well, and we can talk about this a little, in a little bit, but I kept losing that spot, so I'm like, fuck it. I turned the 3D off and played it. It was fun. Yeah, you really, that, the sweet spot is key. You have to have that thing right directly at a comfortable position in front of your face. Uh-huh. The, the comfort varies. Like, uh, my wife needs it, like, five feet away. She's got her arms, like, all the way out, like, I, okay, this is okay. You know, whereas I got it, like, six to 12 inches away from my face. So everybody's probably got their own sweet spot uh when you move the screen away even slightly it totally throws off that whole 3d vision thing and it can be off-putting see now that's what you're running into magnify that by about 100 and that's what the 3d tv that we saw last year was like the glassesless 3d tv yeah i suppose it's probably similar tech right as far as i think it's the same tech yeah it's but i mean when you see a a big 42-inch screen the effect is just multiplied, you know, exponentially. Uh, Which is why I don't see how that's going to work, because it, that's what everybody said. Well, they're going for glass, so that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for the 3D without the glass. So I don't see how that's ever really going to work. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Not until you get, like, Princess Leia being holographed out of R2-D2. Right onto my cock. And her, <laughs> and her in the gold bikini from Return of the Jedi before she became a Kulkor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some of the some of the things with the 3ds i guess just keeping it short it's got a, a nice analog stick on it it works quite well yes i do like that a lot it's been something that's been missing from the ds battery life is very very short we're talking like three to four hours wow uh, maybe. sometimes maybe even less depends on what you're doing if you're connecting online you got 3d running at full clip and 
I mean, you could you could drain the battery in just a couple short hours. Wow. All right. Now, maybe I haven't been paying enough attention to the coverage, but wasn't there a much, much bigger outcry of the PSP's battery life? Oh, which sure. Which is actually better than that. It's five to six hours usually, yeah, for the regular battery. Huge outcry. That's why Sony released an extended battery right away, but can't see that anymore. Not even the, Well, the NGP, you're not going to see that because it's not replaceable because of the uh, debacle with the PSP and... You can't replace the battery on the 3DS, but you can get an extended battery that sits on the bottom of it like a big brick. I saw that. Mm. Yeah, it's, it looks really big. <laughs> That's Hopefully they'll come up with something else in the future. Obviously, this is Nintendo, and you know, I'm sure there's going to be a 3DS Lite or a 3DS Slim or something to that extent with an improved battery life. But right now, it's fairly short. <laughs> 3DS XL. 3DS XL. <laughs> That'll be the big 40-inch screen we saw. They give you a nice little um, base with the 3DS, so you can actually plug that in USB. I have it sitting on my entertainment stand. It's <laughs> like a mat, sort of, where you just kind of lay the thing down on it, and it starts charging up. So sitting it's a convenient next to little charging, but it's <laughs> short, short battery life. Sitting next to the fine crystal and the Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the Wii. <laughs> uh, biggest thing missing in my opinion so far and this is coming very soon how soon I don't know but you know it's Nintendo very soon quote unquote uh, the store is not on the device so all of the DSiWare games that are awesome on the DS do not have access to that stuff yet on the 3DS so it's only uh, what you get in the box and the 12 or so games that are out there right now yeah, but didn't they say the store's going to be pretty limited? It's going to be like DSiWare and Game Boy games or something? Yeah, they're talking about, well, DSiWare is not limited. There's a ton of games on DSiWare, so that's what I'm most anxious for. But yeah, they're also adding Game Boy game, some virtual console Game Boy type of games, which oh, God. Ha- hasn't, hasn't been out previously. There's the virtual console on the Wii, which has got a buttload of stuff. Uh, but there's no virtual console on the DS. Why, why so do they not do first. that? Why why do they not release regular virtual console titles? That thing can handle it. I don't know. Well, probably because they want to sell it to you in 3D for 40 bucks. Uh, That'd be my guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, digging it so far. It's got the universal friend code. It's still a code. It's still a bunch of numbers, but it's universal, so you don't need one for each game. Um, you can see if your friends are online. You can't message them, but you can see that they're online, which I suppose is kind of cool. You know, but if <laughs> if they're online and you can't message them, well, what good is that? You know, so hopefully they'll add something to that. When you're in a specific game and your friend is playing the exact same specific game, then there might be some communication options available if you want to hook up and play. But when you're on the Universal Friends list, no communication. You can just see who's there, when they last played, if they're online, and what their favorite game is. Hmm. So, yep, been playing a lot of that. I also played on my DSi XL. A <laughs> uh, game Repeat turned me on to. This is by Q Games. Now, Q Games is known oh, you know, yeah. by us by us on Sony. They got all the pixel junk stuff, Monster Shooter, Eden, Shooter 2. Here, uh, this is a Nintendo-published game. It's called Trajectile. Available on the DSiWare store. It's Q Games again. Awesome, awesome title. Yeah, thoroughly. I'm very addicted to it. It's like a combination of bust a move and a shooter, for lack of a better way of explaining it. <laughs> Set against the backdrop of World War II. <laughs> so you actually get like little Galaga-looking types of ships on the bottom of the screen, and then you have a limited number of turns. 
where you basically will direct those ships to just fly in a, in a straight direction up. You can bounce them off of objects, bounce them off of walls, and you have to hit certain targets. So it's almost a shooter slash bust a move slash puzzle game. But hey, it's cute games, so you, you know they're hmm. up for uh, interesting, creative stuff. Indeed. Yeah, you were playing that at the uh, at Mark's house after MGC, right? He was telling you all about that. Yeah, I was. I checked it out there, and then I came home and bought it. Yeah. Shit, shit out of that game. I bought a 3DS, but I probably played more of Trajectile on my DSi XL ah! than I did of the 3DS. <laughs> but Brilliant. That's because it's a great game, though. Really good stuff. I didn't realize... Uh, this is stupid of me, but I didn't realize Q Games was all over the place. I just assumed they were had this direct relationship with Sony, but oh no, got, no, they got a couple games on the uh, the DSiWare. Yeah, well. Dylan Cuthbert actually has a pretty long-standing tie with Nintendo. I mean, that's really how he got his start with. Uh, I want to say Rare, but that's not right. It's uh, 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 who was behind Star Fox? I should know this. I can't think of the word right now, but. Uh, one of his first titles was kind of a Star Fox type game on the Game Boy, uh, and it only had one letter for the. It was X, it was called, and it only came out in Europe. And then he went on to the team that did Star Fox, and he was a pretty major player with that. So he's worked with the Nintendo team quite a bit, and then you know founded Q Games on his own. And you know, I think he he's mentioned before how much he likes the model of like the DSiWare store and everything else, and they like doing these smaller titles anyway. Um, you know, all the pixel junk games are essentially, you know, smaller titles. So every now and then you'll see one pop up. He, you don't see too much notoriety about it, but you'll see him tweet about it quite a bit when it hits. You'll have to pay better attention to that. And when you search the DSI store, or excuse me, the, the Wii Wear or the DSI Wear store, you can search by publisher, by game type, game name. You can't search by developer. <laughs> so so these are Q games published by Nintendo and Nintendo's you know the largest publisher on their own platform there's like a hundred <laughs> yeah. Nintendo published games I had no idea that a couple of those were made by Q games because it's <laughs> not it's not really clear when even when you're searching the store I was trying to find this game on the store and I, it was named something else on repeats uh, DS because he's from Australia and it's got a different different name down under yeah probably so a look, kangaroo in the title it, and, and- <laughs> something like that <laughs> but it's not even apparent when you're searching the store that it's Q Games who made this game even right. after you go to purchase it it still doesn't say Q Games so yeah I had no idea it's probably been sitting in front of my face this whole time <laughs> on the PS3 I've uh, finally beat Killzone 3 nice play through the campaign and I, I enjoyed well the tweets and hearing about you guys talk about it last week on the show everybody was like freaking out that I was playing Killzone like, oh my god, he's playing Killzone. <laughs> well, that's I like Mark playing realize. Killzone. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. I played through Killzone 2. I don't play a lot of first-person shooters, but honestly, I'm sort of burnt on first-person shooters. So that's like for like for the last couple years why I haven't been big into them. But I've always been a fan of the Killzone franchise. So had to play me some Killzone 3. Got through it. Started up a uh, second time on Elite, and I'm playing through it now on Elite. Sure. It's a little, little bit harder on Elite. <laughs> Go figure. Just a little, yeah. And uh, I'm anxious to play some multiplayer. I've got my Hellgas codes that I haven't yet cashed in, and I'm waiting to, you know, you get the 24-hour all-weapons and 24-hour extra XP or whatever it is. I don't really want to cash those in until I actually have a, a good eight-hour chunk of time or so to be able to play, and lately I've been a little busy. So hopefully <sighs> we have to do that next on weekend Sunday. or so. Yeah, that'd be fun. But definitely want to check out some Killzone 3 multiplayer. 
Also been playing Hardcore Uprising, which I'll go into some detail on in a few minutes. I picked up WWE All-Stars. Nice! A little bit of that. Wow. I don't know what I think of that so far. I've only got an hour or two into it. I'm trying to get, trying to figure out the controls. They're not that hard. It's just it's a little different than what I'm used to. Seems like it's got a lot of potential, but too soon to say. I enjoyed the demo. I played the demo about three or four times. It's got this whole like NFL blitz look to it, you know, where all the characters are exaggerated and super huge, and yeah. that turned me off, to be honest, because being the you know old school like WWF wrestling fan when I was a little kid. If I'm playing Andre the Giant versus The Rock, I want Andre the, I don't want The Rock to be able to suplex or body slam Andre the Giant. True. It's just, it's just <laughs> that should not be physically possible. So, I want I, realism in my wrestling games. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, a, a little bit more realism would have been nice. Just a little, you know, making the the huge bodies of the, of the big guys. I don't know. So. Oh, wait, wait, go on. Huge bodies. More about guys, oil man. and, uh, yeah. 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 Mm. Tell us more. I've also, I'm getting the hell away from that one. I've also been playing <laughs> Chime Super Deluxe. Sweet. Played some single player, and the wife and I have been enjoying some multiplayer with that. She's thoroughly addicted to that game. It's a good, it's a good game to sit down late at night, and I said this once before in a different podcast, but it's a good late night game when you're, you're just not ready for a ton of intense um, shooting or whatever. You know, yeah. it's not doesn't require a lot of thought, doesn't require a, a lot of button presses. You can just sort of veg out to it, relax. It's a See? hell of a good time. That's what I said last week, and Josh got all over my shit. You two are doing it wrong. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> Can't relax in that game to save my life. You're score chasing, aren't you? I'm just mental about filling up the whole freaking board. <laughs> Which is like next to impossible, isn't it? No. You filled up the whole board? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like a mental patient. I'm going to check your scores. Got to fill it in. Got to fill it in. <laughs> when we met with the developer at GDC, he talked a lot about the score chase. I, I, don't, I haven't gotten that out of it so far. I've, more, I've been more, like I said, just sort of vegging out to it. At some point, I want to look at the scores, because I bet you if you're filling the whole thing up like that, you're probably getting a hell of a score, maybe not even realizing it. Hey, and guess what? You can probably, probably. see that interview by the time this show is out, because I think it's going to be in home tomorrow. Yay. Yay. Yay, then they can teach me how to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That, uh, I think that's it for me, in a nutshell. A lot, lot of stuff, but those are the, kind of the big hitters. All right. Josh? Uh, I didn't actually get to play much. Um, played a little fish tank. Nice. Which is the mini that we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, MLB 11 on the PSP. Sweet. When I was bored on the train one day, I've been playing a lot of Tiger Woods 12. See, the problem with that game is I was planning on reviewing it tonight, but it takes forever. It takes like a good hour to get through one round of golf. Yeah, even, so, if, you're, even if you're trying to rush, it takes forever. Yeah, yeah. It, it takes a long time. So I, I need to do a lot more. I, next week, I should have it. Uh, I'll help you with wise. it. I've been playing it a lot, too. But that was about it. I mean, I t- Fios finally got ESPN 3D here, so I was damn excited oh, about snap. that. Got to watch some of the Masters in 3D. Wow. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> I didn't get to watch any you know, of that. I was in a dude's basement playing trivia. It's 
pretty damn interesting when you can see every every little undulation of the fairway yeah. in 3D. It's amazing. Um, and I finally, I don't know why she agreed to it. I think she was to, to loopy or something like that. But Lou said we could sit and watch Tron and Tron Legacy. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we did that back to back. And at the end, I was like, what'd you think? She was like, too much Tron. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she was laughing at the first one, which was fine, you know, because there is a lot of funny stuff in there. Well, it's corny um, now, but when I was a kid, it yeah. was awesome. Oh, yeah. And that's what I kept saying as we were watching it. I was like, yeah, it is pretty funny. But, you know, at the time, it was it was just an amazing idea and all this stuff. I said... But I, I kind of prepped her for it. I said, look, the graphics, you know, it was the first movie using computer graphics the way it did and used a lot of animation and everything. And it looks a little goofy, but look, you're inside a computer <laughs> and you're inside a computer in the 80s. So that's just what it looks like Indeed. inside a computer in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, what did, she, you, did you see it, uh, Legacy in the theaters? Yes. I honestly thought that the 3D was better on the Blu-ray than it was in the theater. I don't know what your yeah, experience was. Yeah, I think was. it probably was. Yeah, it seemed to be. Um, it just seemed like it had better depth and it was cleaner. In places, yeah. There, there, were, there were parts of it where it didn't seem to have much depth at all. And well, it's not supposed to in some of it. and actually, No, I know that the, out in the real world it's not. But once right. you get into, into the computer, it's all supposed to be 3D. Yeah. Um, and there was actually one or two points there where I pulled the glasses down a bit. I was like, is that? Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess it is. Um, but, but for I, the most part, yes, it did look much, much better than the theater. But I, I like the fact that some of that stuff was subtle. You know what I mean? It, it, it That it wasn't just jumping out at you and, oh, fuck you, we're in 3D. Yeah. You know, it was, <laughs> it was kind of a compliment to, to the movie instead of just in your face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think overall she did like it. She it was a bit much showing them back to back and and going through the whole thing. But oh, yeah. she was getting into the whole thing with with Resler. She was like at first, oh, who did she think that was? Uh, oh no, Cora. Actually, she kept saying Cora's a spy. She's a spy. I know it. She's a spy. <laughs> and every time she came on, it's like she's a spy. She's double agent. Fuck her. She's a spy. <laughs> Fuck her. <laughs> And I'm like, you think so, huh? Okay, maybe she's a spy. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun watching that with her. Um, and actually, something that we didn't mention, and it kind of got swept under the rug, it didn't get a lot of play in the in the press that I noticed. Uh-huh. Uh, PlayStation Rewards is not happening. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, uh, they the had email, the beta like, and couple weeks ago yeah they said thank you for for participating and based on what we learned we decided it's not ready to roll out in april but uh thanks <laughs> yeah I forgot the so, best part you get a free t-shirt for participating Woo! Uh, yeah i haven't seen that yet okay. <laughs> they're supposed to mail we'll it see. to you yeah that's what they say i'll believe it when i see it indeed yeah. yeah. So I got myself up to my big legendary status, got all my avatars that I'm never going to switch to, and uh, <laughs> it was great. It was fun. Nice. Yeah. 
So that's that. All right. You're all done? I am all done. Is that what that, that, that's that means? All right. That's that. That's yeah. the end of that. I don't know much because I actually was really busy last week. Uh, so first off, uh, moment of silence, no more Blu-ray drive. I uh, got rid of my truck. <laughs> uh, wanted to be more fiscally responsible, so I bought a car. Yeah, Torgo in a car. So I uh, had a lot of that stuff going on. That's why the show was out kind of late last week because uh, by the time I got home, there was no way it was going to get out that night. Uh, and then Stevens Point, I talked about this last year and the year before, uh, Stevens Point, Wisconsin, they have the world's largest trivia contest every year, and it was last weekend. Uh, so my boss and a couple of the guys from work uh, get together. We actually merged with another, another team this year. Uh, these guys have been doing it. This is the 42nd year they're doing this trivia contest. The guys we were playing with have been doing it since 1974. <laughs> and it's insane trivia. Like you, it, most of it you cannot find on Google. You either have to know the stuff or you have to have reference materials. And um, I was tweeting a couple of pictures, but just cases of cereal boxes folded up and album covers and uh, CDs and, and archived movies, like old movies from the 50s and the 40s. Um, <clears throat> stuff you can't find on Netflix, you know, all that stuff. And it's 54 hours straight. So uh, I wanted to be fresh for most of it. So I actually came home Friday night and went down there Saturday morning. And I went like, I don't know how many hours, like 30-some hours on two hours of sleep. I took a nap at 4 in the morning until about six thirty, seven, something like that. So uh, the best we ever did this, I think it was 395 teams. The best we ever we did last year, or the team I played with last year, I think the best they ever did was like the mid thirties, and the team that we merged with, I think their best was in the teens somewhere, which is huge, you know, three hundred ninety five teams. Um, we came in sixth this year, and we were fifteen points out of uh, fifth, <clears throat> which sucks because we were in fifth most of the time, but um, the last two hours were really tanked. So huge, we actually got a trophy out of it and everything. So uh, what a blast! <laughs> A bunch of smelly nerds in a basement for 50 hours or whatever, but it was a blast. It was, man, just taxes your brain like you wouldn't believe. And, uh, you know, some some teams don't even really play. They just sit and drink for 54 hours, but uh, it was it was really cool. <laughs> it's funny. A couple of guys at work, that's what they did. They started Friday night at 6. They'd have a couple of guys on the phone, you know, calling answers in. Because uh, <clears throat> what it is, it's a radio station that runs it. So they give you a question. You have two songs to, to call the answer in. You have a team number, and you call the answer in, and hope you get through. And uh, it's nonstop. It's just two songs go, two songs go, two songs go. And every now and then they'll give you a little bit of a break. But these guys at work, like, I guess they were they had a keg out Friday night, and yeah, <laughs> a little scary. So beyond that, though, I did get some games in. Uh, played some Zen pinball actually. Uh, just because I haven't played for a while, so I got on the Mars table and uh, really fun table. It's it's so hard to figure out, but once you do, it, it's it's quite a blast. And uh, what was the other table I was playing? Uh, playing some El Dorado and one of the one that I can't. Oh, the Haunted one. <clears throat> uh, a lot of the SOCOM Four Beta. I'm really getting into that game now and uh, looking forward to next week. And some more Tiger Twelve. Not much. Played I think one more round. I just didn't have the time for it. Then I got on this huge Battlefield Bad Company 2 kick. Uh, after I edited the show Friday night, I ended up sitting here for three hours on the PC version. And then 
I don't even know when it was, like Monday afternoon or something, because I, I had Monday off to recover from the trivia. Uh, I popped it in the PS3 and played for a couple hours and just had a blast. Uh, played the demo for the new Russian attack game. I still don't know what I feel about that game. <laughs> it's getting some really mixed reviews. It's all over the place. It's it's not Russian attack. It's more it's more of a it, it's kind of a cross between um, oh what was that Metroid like game that came out for 360 last year from Chair Entertainment Shadow Complex Shadow Complex. It's kind of like a real yeah. diluted version of Shadow Complex. That's probably the best way to put it, but Control's solid, and it's, it looks good. It doesn't look great, but it looks good. I, I'm just, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to buy the game, though. Uh, more Yakuza 4, that game just continues to be awesome. And then, uh, like Joel, some more Chime Super Deluxe. I just, like, like I said last week, I'll, I'll pop it in and play one or two levels and open them up. I have almost all of them open now, and just chilling. It, it's, it's so great to just sit down and chill out with it, so... Uh, and then uh, editing video. I, I got the new home video up. Um, it's in Sony's hands. They're going to try to get it up in home pretty soon. And I hope to deliver our next episode maybe Monday even if I get it done Sunday. So uh, we're going to be right on track here. <clears throat> and then uh, I got to mention a couple things. Uh, first off, the first season of the, of the League is up on Netflix. You must watch this. It's only eight episodes, 20-some minutes each. Holy shit. I forgot how great awesome. some of those episodes were. And, uh, yeah, so I watched the whole thing the other day. I just, I was like, oh, one more. Oh, one more. Oh, that's right. There's only eight episodes. And then, uh, some more of Top Gear. And then, uh, pull this down off of the PSN, off the PSN store, uh, faster with, uh, The Rock with Dwayne Johnson. This is a great movie. It is a really good action film. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton, uh, the Rock is awesome in it. It's I loved it. I, I was pissed though because I figured something out halfway through, but I really liked it. So highly recommended. It, it's a great action flick. Way better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so let's give away another Killzone code real quick. How about four D eight R D J N is a Nancy eight. Four eight H J, and just remember: if you have PlayStation Plus, you already have this. Don't hoard the code; leave it for somebody that needs it. So, and that's for the Steel Rain DLC. Yeah. Anyway, all right, Joel, and and I'm sure we'll help you with this because I think all three of us have played this. But uh, your review of Hardcore Uprising from Konami. Yes, sir. And I think all of us. Well, I'm guessing all of us are going to have different takes on this game too well you and i played it before mgc we played co-op in it yeah well all right hardcore uprising is a video game developed by arc system works it's in the contra series so folks i don't know if uh people remember but contra goes all the way back to the arcade and the NES, and there's been iterations of the contra series shit all these years yeah on all sorts of consoles so I'm not going to list all the Contra games, but there have been a ton. Uh, this is actually a prequel to Contra Hardcore, which was on the Genesis. Josh. <laughs> hey, Contra um, Hardcore really? was actually a great game. Yeah, I don't think I played the Genesis version. I remember playing a SNES Contra game. Can't recall the title. The Genesis one did things in the Genesis that you would never think the Genesis could do. It was actually a really well done game. 
little loose in the control, but it was really good. Yeah, I was never a big Contra guy, so I never owned it. Yeah, well, gotcha. Contra Four is great, but it was it had some slowdown. But Contra Four is actually really well, really really good. Yes, yeah, so they're kind of going way back to the meat of the series, basically back to the early 16-bit days. They stuck this right before one of those games, and I guess the plan is to continue on for a while using this as a brand new franchise. So hardcores could go on for a while. It's not going to be Contra anymore, but I think spiritually it's pretty much the same damn game. Yeah. Um, it's a 2D horizontal shooter, for those that aren't familiar with the, the series. So basically you're, you're going left to right, you know, hence the word horizontal, folks. <laughs> Get a dictionary. <laughs> and uh, it's a 2D, so basically you're, you're scrolling across a, a moving background. Um, you can jump, duck, shoot... You have an, uh, basically an attack button, so it's, this isn't a dual-stick kind of shooter. This is old school. So you aim your gun with your left stick, or you can use the directional pad as well, either or, and then you hit the shoot button. So that's kind of how it used to work, peeps. Indeed. <laughs> I don't make them like that anymore, except for games like this. So it's got that retro feel to it. It's made by Konami. It's actually Konami Digital Entertainment. It's available on the PSN, and it's priced at fourteen ninety nine. so it's a one of the more expensive, or I guess on the higher side of the of the uh, downloadable titles. Graphically, the animations are superb. Yeah. It looks very, very well. And it's, again, it's in the old style. So it's got sort of a hand-drawn look to it, in my opinion, especially the characters. Yeah, it looks really nice. Very sharp. And the characters look fantastic. The backgrounds, not so much. Backgrounds could use some work. <laughs> Fortunately, there's a lot going on with the game, so you're not really stuck staring at the background. It's kind of like the background of a, of a rock band game or a Guitar Hero game. I mean, how often do you sit there and stare at the shit that's going on in the background? But yeah. when, you, when you do, it doesn't look that good. Um, it looks pretty damn good, but in, it's in contrast to the awesome animation, so it sort of stands out. There's a couple different game modes in here. There's the arcade mode. Which is brutally difficult. Brutal. <laughs> well, but it's Contra. I mean, the Contra games have always been incredibly difficult. This is true. Not complaining, just making an observation. If you, yeah. I mean, you've got to be... If you've played Contra before, you're probably familiar with this type of skill level. If you haven't, uh, be prepared for a little bit of a shock. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It, um, the, also, there's a, what they call Rising Mode. And the rising mode takes the brutal arcade mode and makes it a little bit easier. And it does it in a clever way. So what it does basically is it, it lets you grind like an RPG and basically earn what they call core points. And you can spend the core points in the shop and customize your character. Now you can buy, I mentioned the, the arcade mode being brutally difficult. You can buy things like extra lives. So rather than starting the game with three guys, you can start with four or five or six. You can buy more health. So your health bar could increase from three on up. And uh, so basically, if you are grinding your way through rising mode, or if you're having a hard time in arcade mode, the more time you invest, not only teaches you the game, because these types of games, for those that don't know, it's not memorization, but it's close to it. You, you sort of need to know what's coming up, you know when to jump, know when to duck. I mean, yeah, you can, you can feel your way through it, but the more you play it and the more you know that, the easier the levels become. Um, an additional reward on that is the more you play it, and if you if you can't get through the levels, you can just buy additional pieces to help you sort of make it easier. So Rising Mode is basically the arcade mode, allowing you to build up your character and use that built-up character in the mode. 
rising mode is where I spent most of my time because I'll be honest, arcade mode is frustrating, you know, and it'd probably take uh, me yeah. a long time to make my way. There's eight levels in this game. So you God. get uh, three continues and, and three guys. And you and I did the first level? Yeah, oh. you can even get past that wow. together. So there's single player and cooperative. Cooperative, you can do same couch or you can go online, which is nice. Um, I mentioned in the upgrade area, there's the lives, the health. There's also weapon upgrades, um, increased, increased agility, things like that. Overall, I really enjoy the game. Uh, at first, I hated it. At first, I wanted it to be more like you, you just mentioned it a minute ago, Glenn, Shadow Complex. Yeah. I wanted the Contra series to be taken to uh, the next-gen arena, and I guess maybe it was I enjoyed Shadow Complex a lot. Maybe I was expecting that. So I was a little turned off at first that they kept it so old school. Yeah. But the the more I played it, the more and more I enjoyed it, and especially in rising mode. It's becoming easier because I'm I'm bumping my character up, and it's it's rewarding me. So as I'm playing through the game and, and getting stuck on level 1 or level 2... The more I grind, the more I learn, the more I can understand the levels and memorize them, like I mentioned earlier. Additionally, I'm building up my guy, and it's just making it easier and making it much more enjoyable to play through. So at first, $15, brutally hard. It, it was at, Initially, I thought it was going to be one of those games that I buy. I look at, hey, it's cool, it's retro good, throw it to the side. But what I'm, what I'm finding is the opposite. I'm actually going back to it over and over and over again. I, I want to get farther. I want to build up my character. So the, the carrot is... Is huge in this game, and it's it's what's keeping me going. Frankly, the the only thing that you really have, I mean, I I completely expect and want it to be a brutally difficult game, but those fucking checkpoints are ridiculous. I mean, you and I were playing that first level, and we got to the very end, and it says hit this button to jump really quick, and both of us hit at the right time, and it still didn't register, and it took us all the way back to before the goddamn boss, like before the mid boss. That's oh yeah. <laughs> ridiculous i mean i i really like the game i really like the game but those checkpoints are are just inexcusable almost it's right. i just I, I saw that and i looked at you i'm like i'm not playing this anymore <laughs> yeah i got stuck on that same spot again too because you, you beat what what you think is the boss and then you got to jump your motorcycle over like this little ravine and yeah. you hit the button at the wrong time and you die and you go back to fight the boss again. Uh, like that, that's not how games work. Usually well, you, you beat a boss and you're, you're on to the next level. You play the mid-boss, then, then you do that stupid mine level again and then you get to the jump. So it's not like you're just going back to the boss and playing it. You got like half the gameplay there. Yeah, and then after the jump, there's another boss. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, that, yeah, good point. The checkpoints are brutal. You know, to me, it's part of the difficulty, but it's also very frustrating because you you make your way really far. You've gotten your memorization down. You get to a new spot. You don't know you need to duck there, and you die, and you got oh shit, you got to go yeah. back, start over, beat the boss. Now I got to remember to duck here, and then you're on to the next part. Like oh crap, it's it's, it's tense because it's like you don't want to die. You know, and I, I think that reinforces that whole old school feel, old school feel to it. You know, back in the day, in, in the Contra series, like the arcade mode in this game. You've got to know the boards. You've got to know the enemies. Yeah. You've got to know when to duck, when to jump. And it's the more you play it, the more you'll get through it. But when you first encounter that, it's, it's tense because you don't want to die. You don't want to have to get back all the way to that checkpoint. So 
Yeah. Keeps you, on, keeps you on edge. A lot of the reviews I've seen are obviously done by, by younger guys because they don't understand the old school gameplay mechanics of, you know, having patterns for different bosses and everything. Um, and even when you and I were playing it, you know, it, it took you a little while to figure out, oh, crap, there's a pattern going on because we haven't seen it in a long time, you know. And uh, once you figure that out, it's great. But, uh, you know, the uh, the damn checkpoints are just sloppy. I mean, it's not even... It's not difficulty at that point. It's just sloppy. <laughs> so, I mean, you can get past that in the game. And I, like I said, I, I really do like the game. But, man, if I got one complaint, it's those damn checkpoints. No, I'm with you. That's a, that's a legit complaint because they are brutal. So, tough game to score. Um, I like it a lot, but it's frustrating at times. I'm, I'm going with a B. You know, okay. I was at the B minus C plus spot. But it, it just keeps growing on me, and it's growing on me more and more every night. So it, it's a game that for the 15 bucks, I'm, I'm going to get my $15 worth. And I, I'm having a blast. And it's a game that I think it, it's got a lot of legs. There's eight levels. The levels are hard. You're building up your guy. I've been building up my dude for hours, and he's only at like 20%. Jeez. So, so there's a lot of game here for 15 bucks. And if you're into this kind of, this kind of old school feel, this kind of game, it's going to keep you busy for quite a while. And, l- and let's be honest, they don't... It's rare nowadays that when they make a retro game, they make it in this style. Yeah. You know, they're, they're doing more of the Shadow Complex with, the, with a different style. And I appreciate that as well. But, you know, this is just, it's retro gold. Yeah. And, and so I could, I could see this title uh, sticking around for a while. Hard to give it a B, but it's growing on me. That's why I'm giving it the B. I think for one of the retro games, it is one of the better ones, honestly. I mean, when you look at the Bionic Commander Rearms, you look at the Russian Attack, and you look at this... I, d- I do definitely think this is one of the better versions out there. Good All stuff. Right. I can't wait to play it again. And my hands are hurting, yo. That, uh, <laughs> shoot, 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 shoot. I'd go up at the end of the night and, you know, my hands are all like, uh, show my wife. She's like, are you playing that Contra game again? I'm like, yes. <laughs> Ice them down, yo. <laughs> uh. But it's worth it. All right, Josh, a game I should have played. I downloaded it, but I haven't played it yet. Uh, let us know about yes, it. Yes, you should have. I'm t- I downloaded it. <laughs> I know, that doesn't help. Fish Tank. It's a mini title. That's all right. Well, let's see if you want to after I do this review. Uh-oh. Ah, uh, I see what you did there. Bad. Oh, good or bad. Good or bad. All right. Let me see if I can reel you in. Huh? Huh? Uh, all right. I'll stop. All right. <laughs> All right, this is a game by iFun for All. They have also pushed it to the iPhone App Store, I believe, so you can pick it up there if you want. Sure. Uh, I think it probably would work better on this than, well, I think almost anything would work better than touch controls, but that's me. Agreed. Um, <laughs> it's three ninety nine mini's title, uh, which means it'll work on the PS3 and PSP. You just have to buy it once. It's similar to a Bejeweled or Piatama-type game, where you're basically grouping colors by four or more and then wiping them off the board. So the twist to this game is that it's fish, and they're swimming from the left side of the screen to the right. And what they do is they drop into an area that's roughly eight... No, it is. It's eight blocks high and five blocks wide. Okay. So they're going to come in in waves, and they'll come clustered as well. And 
as they're coming across, the, the lead cluster will have a bubble around each of the fish. And what you can do with that is you can move that entire cluster of fish up or down. Hmm. So the trick is to guide them into the level on the right that you want them to be in where you can group the colors together faster. This still sounds a lot like Piatama. A little bit, yeah. 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 I haven't played that in a while, but yeah, it's it's very similar to that. When they're coming in, you can press the right R1 or R2 to speed them up. And if you have them lined up, what you want to do is hit that real quick so you can slam them right into place and, you know, go back and look at the next group that's coming. Because they come in pretty quick waves. And as you get higher up, it they come much quicker and it, a lot more of them and it becomes a lot more difficult. So the strategy really comes into play when you start grouping them together. Because what you want to do is you want to group as many as possible to get the bigger score. Mm. That is, of course, dangerous because of the way they're coming onto the screen and you have to line them up and, you know, you don't have a whole lot of time to really pay attention and get them lined up and do what you're doing. Uh, If you fill an entire row which is like five of the fish, you know, it's eight down and five across. If you fill an entire five across and another fish gets in there, the very first one, the one on the very edge of the screen, dies and everybody else pushes in. <laughs> so, oh, dead! Well, uh, that's, uh, that's not the best thing because part of the game is that you have a timer and a certain number of fish that are allowed to die. Hmm. So you have to be really careful on how many are dying, and you're trying to basically group them all together and crank up your score as much as you can before the timer runs out. Hmm. So what happens is you're, you, when you have enough of them grouped, you'll whatever's grouped will be overlaid uh, by the circle, X, triangle, or square which is basically telling you hit that button to clear out that entire group. So you can have multiple groups on, you know, filling up at the same time. You'll have like all the reds are filled up and they've got a circle on them. And then you have five of the greens and they'll have a triangle on them Hmm. and you don't have to hit it yet. You know, you can keep trying to add fish or you can just hit the button and clear them out. And that's, that's where it gets very hectic. Um, You know, trying to, trying to get all your fish in there, trying to make sure you get them cleared out before everything gets filled up again and you make a mess of everything. Because it is. it is It's hectic. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, along with the fish, there's a series of barrels that come across the screen. And you activate the barrels by pressing left one or two. And what they do is they add an entire new layer of strategy to the game Uh, which some of the barrels will give you more time on the level. One will slow all the fish down. Another will randomly swap all the columns around. Uh, So if you're, if you've made a mess on that side, you might want to, you know, if that barrel comes across, you might want to hit the button and swap all the columns around and, and try to get things grouped together another way. Hmm. Uh, You can remove all the fish in one column, all the fish in a row, all the fish of one color. All of them within a three by three square, 
There's also a joker fish that comes in. <laughs> and the joker fish basically can you put him in a row and he could be used as whatever color he's touching, he'll become that color. Yeah. Uh and there's an extra life that comes across as well. So like I said, you've got a time limit, you've got a certain number of fish that can die, and you're basically trying to push them all in and crank up your score. And there's 24 levels to the game and 72 medals that you can win. Jeez. And there's also 24 achievements to unlock. That was uh, They just sort of give you something more to shoot for, basically. Um, In other words, they're looking for obsessive people like you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who would want to get every last little thing on there. Have it, gotta have it, gotta have it. So, yeah, the graphics, they're they're pretty cutesy, and they work well on the PS3 or PSP. It looks pretty good on both. It can be a little bit harder to see the different barrels that are coming across on the PSP, um, because they all the barrels have just a little icon on them. Um, so, you know, it's not that bad, but I, it's much easier on the PS3 to see what's going on. The music, the music doesn't have much of a variety at all, and it gets pretty repetitive pretty quickly. Hmm. <laughs> but it suits the game uh, for what it is. Um, there's not a ton of variety to the game. I mean, it is what it is. It's a it's a puzzler, you know, with the fish moving across the screen. But all those different barrels and you know everything that else that goes on in there adds a lot of strategy to the game that you don't typically get in these types of puzzle games. Hmm. So it's, it's pretty decent. Um, you know, it, it gives a good, good twist to the standard, you know, group four things together, four or more things together, clear them out, do it again, group them together, clear them out, do it again. It, you know, so I think I gave it, uh, I gave it a B plus actually. Wow. Okay. Because, you know, while there isn't a whole lot of variety there, the that strategy that's that's added with the with the barrels and everything that come across and the sort of chaotic nature of the game as you get further into it, it it makes it a little more exciting, I think. A little more interesting than your standard standard grouping type puzzle game. Hmm. So it's pretty good. Uh, I'll give it a try. Cool. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I know. So something yeah, I forgot—I forgot to bring up, and I, I put it on Twitter. But uh, w- this needs to be said. You know, I, I mentioned it last week that there's a new movie coming out soon, and it's Rudger Hauer, and he's a hobo with a shotgun. And uh, I was messing around on PSN the other night, looking around when I was watching Faster, when I was going to go look for a movie. And I noticed that Hobo with a Shotgun is available on the PSN for rental right freaking now before it hits theaters. But it's like 11 bucks or 12 bucks. Well, if you wait a couple of weeks, it's going to be on HD Net Movies for free. I don't have cable. Ha, 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 but the thing is, 12 bucks. I mean, that's how much it would cost if I went to a theater to see it. There's no way it's hitting a theater near me. So I think Friday mm, night I'm going to be watching Hobo with a shotgun, yo. Yeah. No, I don't have HDNet. Well, I don't have cable anymore. In two weeks, I'm going to be watching it on HDNet. Blah, blah, so, blah, blah, blah. 
bam. Blah, 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 blah. You do that on your over overpriced, inflated cable. I don't know if anybody saw the the uh, <laughs> the grand battle that was going on with myself and a charter dude on Twitter the other night because, yet again, I get my bill and I'm being overcharged, and they were still charging me for the for the cable internet box, which I own. <laughs> for a year, they've been charging me five bucks a month for this damn thing. Three times I've caught him doing it. For the third time, I caught him doing it. And he's like, oh, I credited your account with this and did this. I'm like, could you just make sure it doesn't happen again? Please. Just had to yeah, say I logged it. into our I logged into our PS3 Twitter account. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> there was all these charter back and forth. Oh, I was, I was pissed. Like, I read through it and like... I, Amazed that they actually responded. No, they have charter lurkers, like the charter guys lurk on on Twitter all the time. You mentioned charter, and they're like, "Hey, what can I do for you?" <laughs> like all the time. And 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 a couple of my, I basically just told to fuck off after a while because I was, you know, I, I, you probably saw it. So I was like, ah, some broad Nindy is telling me that that I don't, I don't, or that I rent the cable box for me, and I know I don't because I own it. You guys won't even have this box, and just ah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I was, it was. It had me laughing. It was a pretty good exchange back and forth. <laughs> it was full on. <laughs> you were honest. Off. You were brutally honest. Like, hey, yeah. screw this. This blows. Fix this. Well, yeah. I told the. I told the, the woman. Ah, I told the woman on the phone. If if I had another choice for internet, I'd be there in a second. I said, "Must be nice having a monopoly." <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. Well, we're just gonna do one email and get the heck out of here because uh, we've gone long as usual. And it's really late for us, so I, I'll just read this and get it over with. Uh, this is from uh, Jay Venom one and he says, Love the show, guys. It's a lot of fun to listen to each Saturday. Well, I wanted to write in and say I have to agree with you about friends not putting up their videos on SingStar, but some of my clan members like to post them elsewhere uh, of me just to torture myself and my family. That's a whole different story, lol. I'm sure that's on YouTube. Uh, oh, by the way, I grew up in Overland Park, Kansas. Oh, I think Len might know where I'm talking about. But I live just south of Indianapolis now. Kind of a drag because there are never any good events close enough for me to get to any. Uh, so, hey, if you guys want, check out some of my stuff. And I some of his stuff. Oh, he's got a website. How do you say this? Sin Underground? synunderground.com, a casual PS3 clan. Check us out. Yeah, Overland Park, Kansas. Um, worked at Oak Park Mall for for three years at the EB there, which is now in some other spot. But yes, I know it well. I need to get down to Zardas soon. Ooh, I'm gonna just total craving for barbecue right now. So, all right. Well, thanks for the email. You guys don't yeah. give a shit. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We don't like our listeners. <laughs> That's what you told me when we were off the air. I don't know. I, I just... Hey! That was private information. <laughs> I don't spend like four hours every Wednesday night doing a podcast for them. No, I not at all. for my cat. Damn right. Your cat deserves the very the very worst in podcasting. She's a PS3 fanboy. I mean, I get, I'm here to keep it <laughs> So uh, not a really a lot for E3 because we still don't have a venue. Um, if anybody knows the dude that runs or that schedules the Smog Castle, can you like go kick his ass, please, and tell him to write back to our email? Fuck. Um, yeah, because we can't get any planning done until we have a venue. So uh, nothing really going on yet. We're still planning on the 10th. Uh, if we get the venue, if we don't get the venue, we're going to have to figure something out. And, um, yeah, so... 
let the madness begin. It's like six weeks. God. Yeah, it's coming up fast. Uh, six weeks. Oh, crap. Wow. Anyway. We'll, we'll talk in the next few weeks about coverage that we'll be having for the site. Looking to maybe do some shows again like we did last year. Yeah. With better quality this time around since I'm not going to be uh, you know one month into podcasting on PS Nation. <laughs> editing those and throwing them up. Poor Joel. You were a trooper. Um, yeah, I think we might actually kind of team up with the Game Crashers guys at E3 as well to try to do some coverage there. And uh, they've been talking about trying to do a little video cast like we did last year again. So, uh, you know, some tentative plans at least. We we always try to make plans and then we get there and nothing happens because it's so incredibly insane that week. But, uh, yeah, not really much to report yet because we're just waiting on the damn venue. So, uh, drive me insane. Anyway, um, I don't know. Anything else, guys? Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a big no. Mm-hmm. Oh, F you, Josh. No. <laughs> <laughs> Take us home in one big giant breath. <clears throat> I don't know if I can do that. My allergies are already kicking in. <clears throat> uh, man, this weather's been crazy. Okay, well, a lot of different ways you can get a hold of us. And the uh, first way, of course, you can go over to psnation.org, not .com, psnation.org. And uh, you can check out on the right side, there's a big Contact Us section. Uh, you can email us from there. You can phone us from there. Uh, you can hit the Contact Us button, fill that whole thing out, call us. You can put your phone number in. It'll call you and leave a voicemail. Uh, you can email us at podcast at psnation.org. You can call our voicemail line at 715-502-9773. Or if you have Skype, you can call WDT-Torgo. Uh, you can find us on Facebook under PS Nation. You can find us over at Stitcher for... Uh, Pretty much any mobile device out there, Android, WebOS, uh, iOS, everything. Uh, or if you have an iPhone, iPod Touch, or an iPad, for 99 cents in the App Store, you can grab the Furious Gamer uh, app and a bunch of really cool streaming goodness out there. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, at PJFJosh, at 5 Spot Joel, and at PS3Nation. Don't forget to check out our forums and our podcast network over at Retroids.com. If you had an account for VGEvo, it's over on Retroids already, so you're all set. And uh, obviously, last but not least, again, don't forget to check out PSNation.org, especially rolling into E3. We're going to start our E3 coverage out there pretty soon. We'll have a, a dedicated page like we did last year. We'll be live vlogging the event like we did last year if we can get connectivity. And uh, if nothing else, it'll be Twitter. Um, but we'll try to get some more pictures posted up there and everything else. And uh, that actually worked out pretty well last year. So we'll try to put all of our E3 coverage on one page. Uh, you can hey, head Josh on. put. Josh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Chief. Oh, Josh put up some great pictures. Fuck yeah. Those, those kind of, I mean, he announced it, but I, I don't think oh, people yeah. realize. Go to the <laughs> psnation.org and check out our pictures. They're awesome. I, all the MGC photos, the photo yeah. of you guys doing the the love song together. Was it Sunny and Cher? I can't remember what it was. No, it was no, awesome. it's uh, Jeff and I doing. Um, Just kidding. Oh, oh, you mean that? No, did anybody get any shots or anything of Jeff and I doing summer summer days from Greece? Yeah, he's got the YouTube video. Did up, you put that? You yeah, that's right. Yeah, you put that YouTube video up. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, I also got grabbed my MGC pics. I just haven't put them up yet, so I got, I got them off my camera finally because uh, I I swiped my parents' camera because they bought a new one. And I needed a dock to get the pictures off, and they, they mailed it to me. So I'm going to uh, work with Josh, too. I want to uh, set up an article on our website mm-hmm. where we take some of those photos, and we, like really big, draw a circle around Joel, right? This is Joel. <laughs> Next picture. Draw a circle around Josh. This is Josh. 
I, we met so many great people at MGC, and I'm tickled pink <laughs> by all the wonderful people we met. And I shit you not, we get back, and I'm getting Twitters like from the people I just met and talked to all weekend, <laughs> getting us wrong. Like, you know why? Because Josh was probably telling people he was Joel. That's probably why. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. I think no, we're f- I I had another podcaster on the network who knows me come up to me and call me Joel. That's, That's right. right. And I went, what? And he goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Why did I do that? Oh, no, no, no. Don't that tell was, anybody. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, that's right. That's so, pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, you poor guys. All right. And, uh, <laughs> of course, last but not least, our awesome PS Nation merch, which uh, we need to get some new shit up there. We have to work on that. Yeah. Yeah. Head over to Zazzle.com slash PS Nation. Grab your Trophies Yo shirt, at least, because I need to buy one of those before E3 and, and, and wear it with pride. Uh, so check all that stuff out. Like I said, psnation.org, not .com, like Revy would think. Uh, God damn you, Revy. And, uh... <laughs> and we still gave him a prize. Yeah. Uh, you know, let I him off know. easy. Boy. You know, you always got the charity case. In our case, it's Revy. <laughs> well, if you're looking at Lara Croft's boobs from the right angle while you're playing your game yeah you've got some yeah well he, he probably got some issues he, he texted me a picture the other day he now i think he owns every playstation tomb raider game uh, ever released you know it's funny too you meet revy and he's like the most normal guy well no but you hear about him like on twitter and he sounds like a total freak well <laughs> you just don't know him well enough <laughs> <laughs> plus he's got that Love lovely you, wife of him keeping him in check so that that's the thing he, he <laughs> he's <laughs> oh crap all right well uh i don't even know what we're gonna do next week we'll do something uh we're gonna try to he doesn't even know it yet but we're gonna try to get Stuart gillery on pretty soon maybe get a uh, uh an odd world update from him and uh just talk some general bs gaming with him as well so i'll work on that pretty quick and uh yeah e3 plans so uh, we've got some friends out there we've been talking to about some plans, and uh, I think we're going to have a pretty good time this year, so if Joel only came. Anyway, all right, let's get out of here. Thanks for sticking with us. Have a great week. Get out there, play some games. Bye-bye. Later. Oh, bye. I love America. I love it here. I, I, it's not what it used to be. It's kind of a, it's, you know, we, like me and my wife and kids, we live in upstate New York, and it's one of these areas where we just, we live, we're in a suburb of Walmart, basically, you know. It's just Walmart and Walgreens and Renna Center. Do you know what Renna Center is? Do you know what goes on in a Renna Center? People go to Renna Center to rent like a chair. Or a couch. How shitty is your shitty, shitty, very shitty life that you need to rent a lamp for 40 bucks a month? And then you go broke and you gotta go, honey, they're gonna take the lamp today. Because we didn't pay the lamp rent. So I go to Walgreens. I just kept going. And 
Walgreens is depressing because it's a drugstore, but they sell whatever. I go in there, they sell sweatpants. <laughs> right when you walk in, big, a big rack of sweatpants. It's a drugstore, but they're like, somebody brought them sweatpants, they said, fuck it, they'll buy them, but just put them out, it's fine. <laughs> right next to the sweatpants, vodka. <laughs> big plastic squirt top jugs of shit vodka. How depressing is that? Sweatpants and vodka. That's a whole identity right there. You could buy those two things and just go be that guy in the parking lot of the Walgreens. You know that dude in the sweatpants and no shirt just laying there? His belly's the color of the pavement. He's like a chameleon. He's been sleeping there so long. You know those bums that smell amazing? Like, like, like you kind of can't help fantasizing about really smelling them on purpose. I don't know if you do that, but... When you smell a bum and you're like, what if I just really dug in there on purpose and... Wow! Like, did he change me or... And I go, so I go to Walgreens and they're selling, you know, I'm going to the back of the pharmacy too. And the pharmacy is the most depressing place in the world. People in Walgreens are just milling around in flip-flops and hitting their kids in the toy aisle, like beating their kids in front of toys. And then they go and buy medication and they don't have insurance. They think they have insurance and they way don't. And every moment, it's like a hidden camera joke. On all these people, it happens, it breaks my heart. They come up, they have a prescription. They're really happy because there's a solution to their problem in their hands. The doctor said, take that, you'll, you'll be fine. So they give it to the pharmacist and he goes, yeah, it's going to be $40,000 for that. And the guy's like, what? But I have insurance. Now we called, they said, fuck you. No. And then the, then the guy always gives them like, he chewed up gum with hair in it and says, take this, this is what you get. This is your... And, and they always ask, is this as good as the other one? Pff, fucking no, of course not. The other shit would have cured you completely. And we got shitloads of it too. But none for you, you poor faggot. Go home and die. 